Movie podcast. Hello and welcome. Hello. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, we have with us today a very special guest. Maybe some of you remember him from the Banana Chink edition. Uh, this is Chung Chirun. Hello, everybody. Or Chirun Chung, as he's known by white people. Yes, in the West. <laughs> uh, Chirun is a friend of ours and uh, he's guested before, and we decided, seeing us today, we are going to review James Cameron's Avatar. Avatar. The movie 15 Years in the Making, and a movie that uh, Ian and I have mentioned. Quite Numerous a few times, times. Yeah. quite a few times. Although we, I think, well, I, think every, I think for every week for the last six weeks we've said, "Did you see this trailer?" And that's, and that's the last thing I'm going to watch. And then the next week, "Did you see this picture?" And that's the last thing I'm going to actually. Watch. One thing, so I, one more thing, than Watchmen. No, no, Watchmen no. more. Watchmen more. Because this we, this had a, this had a we, we did make a little bit of a conscious effort with Avatar because at the rate in which information was being released right. and everything, I mean, when when with Avatar, it when you say quick. when you say like teaser, a little bit of information yeah. really is a teaser. Yeah, when you compare like, this to Watchmen, it's like this seemed quite quick. I think there was more information coming out of Watchmen. And just this seems to be like just a summer now. Yeah. But yeah. by yeah. the time a lot of the publicity for Avatar was in full force. I was kind of making a very conscious effort to sort of avoid all of that because I just wanted to experience the film. I didn't want to fucking read any reviews. You kind of get the short, the sort of publicity period. Yeah. It was like, boom, 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 the movie's out. Yeah. Well, I guess you... They hadn't I, got shit to show because it's all made in computer. <laughs> I guess you can afford to have like a really short, mar- but really big marketing push when yeah. there's been, when the, the awareness for your film go- dates back years. Right, yeah. And when you spent all the budget on the actual movie. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we do a movie podcast. Uh, we'll do a bit of news. We do movie reviews. We'll do the top tens later on. If you want to get in touch with us about anything, its email address is podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Always does that shit. <laughs> always speaking Flemish. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? No, but I think it's important to always to always repeat it. Mm. You know, like uh, you with know, better punctuation. You know, with radio ads, they always say the, the, the phone number twice. Buy now. <laughs> so it's podcast at what again? McYappenFries.com. Ah, right. It's like funny. when you listen to a Kevin Smith commentary, he'll mention fucking Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash at least twice, <laughs> <laughs> just in case. You know, he'll always double tap it. <laughs> <laughs> the double tap. So let's press on. We'll do some news. We're going to do a little bit of news today because we're going to do a lot on Avatar. Yeah, I read. Um, yeah, it's it's this year's Watchmen. Yes. Light up, light up, year as well. light up a fatty and check your pot pockets, your pot, <laughs> your pot pockets, your pot pockets, your coat pockets for Jaffa cakes because tonight is going to be a large one. Because <laughs> that's where you keep your, that's where you keep your Jaffa cakes and your pot pockets. Pot pockets. This podcast will be as long as the movie. That is a new word. I just invented that shit. Well Copyrighted. It's where you put a Jaffa cake. Uh, pot pockets. That should just be the definition. It's where you put it. I'm going to change my name to Yap Lovin. <laughs> And I'm gonna every I'm gonna I'm gonna end every line every every sentence I say with ah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Cool. Okay, on to news. Yeah. Uh, this is something that I'm uh, strangely depressed about. If this news had come out like three or four years ago, I would have been pretty jazzed about it. But Brian Singer is re- is returning to uh, the uh, the X Men universe. Yeah. X Men First Class. Yes. He has but it's not quite. It's not First Class. No. So it's not going to be with like Cyclops, Marvel Girl, and. No, no. Well, a lot of them say a lot of them that they're they're aiming that. Um, although, although I mean, if you go by the comic, uh, then probably not. But uh, the 
the, uh, the the film, it looks like they are going to bring back the old X-Men characters okay. and just have them as kids. Because this is the formative years of Xavier and Magneto and the formation of the school and where their relationship took a wrong turn. That's what Brian Singer said recently. And some so that is no Wolverine. No Wolverine. No Wolverine. Is it Professor Wolverine somehow? Yeah. It's, it's another one of his fake memories. Yes. Probably. I mean, it's Fox, so they might have Wolverine in there. Yeah. They might have Wolverine in there, and, and like maybe like uh, Charles Xavier and the rest of the X Men, they get like shot with adamantium bullets in the head, yeah. and they have amnesia. It's not that, and they don't remember Wolverine ever being in the well, school. I, don't know. I kind of like this news because I mean, or he's just he's in the background of every scene, like that bit in the Strangers. Or was it Strangers? Yes, the Strangers. In, yeah, in the shadow, he's just standing in the mirror. Or you see his reflection in the mirror. He'll just turn around. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my Jack- God, it's him! A little Hugh Jackman cameo. <laughs> but I think that's a... I don't know. He'll be walking around in a kimono. <laughs> because, I mean, I think after Superman returns in Valkyrie, he's probably gotten that out of his system and he can go back to telling life. Because X-Men 2 is a kick-ass movie. X-Men yeah. 2 is a kick-ass movie. I mean, no, I mean, he has done good movies. It's just that I, I just find that as, he, as he's moved along, he has become a little indulgent in... What, yeah, what and this what was trying to do. Look, you know? I mean, this is as well was that. I mean, like, the good you know, thing about the X Men movies is that they were fucking lean. Yeah, you know, I mean, like even X Men Two, which was longer than X Men One, it was pretty lean for the amount of subplots yeah, and story that, and, and character that, that was in there. Very little waste. Um, but the same thing cannot be said about the movies he's done since then. Yeah, but it, even when he was doing those, the news was he's doing Valkyrie, mm. he's doing Superman Returns. Whereas now there's a bit of he's a ta- he's looking he's looking at a deal for Jack the Giant Killer. Yeah, yeah, working out a conceptual visual design of the Giants, and he's also attached to direct this crazy Battlestar Galactica. That uh, is just a fucking crap. Movie. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, just like, what fuck is that? <laughs> it's that is the kind of thing that makes you think like you are just purposely trying to fuck with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like why would you want to do that, especially now? It's Battlestar Galactica, and all the cast are played by chips. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like it's like you couldn't piss, and they fling. You know, they don't fire, they don't fly vipers. They just fling shit at each other. The head Cylon is a bagel. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> the Cylons are all like you know tasty treats. It's like you know number, number six. Number, number six is a Twinkie. Number six. Is a tw- <laughs> it's a crazy idea. For those of you who don't know, they're making a movie that has nothing to do with the TV show. That Dean was Stockwell. Is, Dean Stockwell is a flake. <laughs> It's like we take we take the whole s- symbolism of the show to a whole new level. They're crazy, something. Like but at least this, and he also has beginning to develop a remake of Excalibur. So at least he's now attached to movies and pushing shit, whereas opposed to before, it was like I'm making this one movie and not doing anything else. Right. Maybe he was just setting up house at that stage. I don't know. Excalibur is the uh, the original. Is I think the best King Arthur movie that's ever. Been. And it's just weird. It's a weird movie. Oh, it's just fucking odd. It's bizarre, but it's a cool movie. And Arthur's and Arthur's absolutely is fucking genius. The, the, um, the actors, uh, what is it? Uh, Nicole Williamson played Merlin, and Helen Mirren played. Uh, Wait, Mary, uh, no, 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 Guinevere. No, no, no. no. The, the, the sister of Arthur, the evil bitch, Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. And apparently, in real life, they fucking hated each other. Yeah. Like they would only like when uh, uh, Borman was offering the movie, Helen Mirren was like, "I'll only do this if you don't use Nicole Williamson as Merlin." And when he told Nicole Williamson, he was like, "I'll only do this if you won't use Helen Mirren." He's an awesome Merlin, though. He's fucking yeah, he's insane great. with that silver thing on his fucking head. What the fuck was that all about? <laughs> but uh, John Borman rightly felt, well, they hate each other. That kind of works for the characters. Yep. Yeah, the cast just hired them. My my childhood memory of Excalibur is uh, when when I was a kid, they would show like uh, previews of it on TV three when they were going to show like the movies like a really big deal and going to show Excalibur on TV, and they would always preview the exact same scene. It's like uh, like just as when he's about to 
uh, uh, stab, stab the sword into his like, No one! Will you! Excalibur! But me! Gabriel Byrne! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or his first movie roles. Yeah, and that's the that's like my, my strongest memory of Excalibur, is just that one bit. Yeah. Because, oh, because they repeated that so many times. Here's a weird thing. Do you remember that you had that early sort of rape scene where Uther's rape? Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. is John Borman's daughter. Oh, fuck! She's got nice tits. <laughs> but can you imagine directing that? That is one of those questions that they ask psychopaths. You know, would you kill someone? You know, if you meet someone at a funeral, would you kill him again? That he's fucking his daughter. Oh, she's got nice tits. That's the response a psychopath gives. You're <laughs> <laughs> supposed to say, oh, no. I thought that, I, that, that sex scene was amazing because he was doing it with his armor on. With, armor on. with his armor on. That was can just you imagine, like, John Borman, you have to direct, you direct your daughter being essentially raped. That's like a creepy fucking thing. But awesome film. Yeah. It's, who knows? Maybe he's a sick fuck. Maybe it's wish fulfillment. Could be. But back to uh, X-Men. I mean, the comic book follows what? Beast? Uh, uh, Winnie guy? Beast, Angel, Yeah, Ice so you can't do Angel because they fucked themselves. Right, but yeah, I can't yeah. do Iceman because he only really comes into yeah, the new movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you and Jean Grey and Scott were still pretty weak in the first ones. I mean, how, I mean, they're just going to be like fucking pussy, like X-Babies in the, if they do this. You know and, what I mean? It's like they'll they, really they, have they, no they, fucking well, control. And also, if they take X3 into consideration, like, uh, because they go back to her childhood in yeah. the beginning right, of X3, right, 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 yeah. you know, it's like... You, and it's not the time period they're talking about before that because if, they, if, it's, if they're younger than that then, then can't, you can't have Jean Grey you can't have Jean Grey so they have got themselves a few loopholes I mean what yes. it's going to be it's going to be a or Dazzler is it, or is it going to be some standalone Dazzler Jesus Christ let's have a long shot <laughs> Sh- Shatterstar Banshee anyone else we can get in there it's Psylocke kind of, <laughs> get fucking Night, no, they've had Nightcrawler, they've had Skullbox. There's no way to make Psylocke make any fucking sense. No. Havoc. Let's have Havoc in there. Havoc could be cool, he's got a nice hat. But if you have Havoc in there, then you can't have Scott. He's so, older, brother. Or maybe you could. You but could have Polaris. I don't know. I, I, they, they have kind of painted themselves into a corner, yeah. I think. Long shot. I remember when I was in. He's front. the big gay Indian? No, no, he's okay. It's the long. Thunderbird is the big gay Indian. Longshot is the uh, the guy who looked like Andre Agassi, but he, back when he had hair, but in leather, and he kept fucking everybody. And, and <laughs> he would fuck Dazzler. He fucked Rogue. What was his getting power? Luck. Luck. He was the luckiest guy on he's Earth. He's from uh, Alien Dimension, and he has hollow bones. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. See, those those characters. One of those characters, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And he and he, he died. Well, I mean, Chris Claremont over fifteen years. I mean, some of the stories. Are the well went dry after yeah, a bit. After a while, it's like mm. he had a cool death. Death. He had a cool death though in the comics. Yeah. He had a spine ripped out. Nice. It was also, not so lucky. No. Yeah. But uh, yeah, could be bad. We talked about the uh, the slow burn for Avatar. They're starting the burn for Tron. Yep, quite a lot now. So there's a there's a there's a billboard being erected in the corner of Santa Monica and Glendon and Westwood. Los yeah, Angeles. it's a permanent billboard. Permanent billboard. They have it booked until the end of the year, and they're going to change the picture every month. Okay. So the current picture is the life cycle. Nice. Which is, I don't know. I'm getting slightly worried about this because they also had the picture up on a couple of websites. If you Google Olivia Wilde and Tron, you'll get the picture of the suits. Now it's all. I don't know if this is being pre-processed or not. I mean, the moment it looks like it glows. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great radio, this. Great yeah, radio. it's great radio. And the suits are She's got a cool haircut. She's rocking the boat. But um, the what worries me about the bike was the old bike, you couldn't see what, you know, it was in computer. It yeah. was just like the wheels didn't spin, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And it was so much just blackness. Whereas this, it shows every fucking detail. It's like, and I'm not sure I like that. But I haven't seen the teaser trailer. I think it. I think it'll work great. Right. Yeah. Really cool. I mean, what, what what I really liked about the uh, the teaser trailer was. I just understand why it's handles. What the fuck? You just have a stick. 
What was cool about oh, the yeah, te- that was the what was, what was cool about the teaser trailer was that it was so clearly Tron, but so beautifully updated. Yeah. You know, the way they, the way they updated it, it's not that showy, but in a strange way, it really is. Mm-hmm. And I got no problem with that. I think, I think it works great. But my, my concern about it is, uh, my same, same concern with the first one, is the story. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool to bathe in this, you know, like a nice warm pool of nostalgia. Oh, what's the reason? Yeah, but but, but uh, the story's got some fucking problems. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, anything to have Bruce Boxleitner back on the big screen. Yes! Bruce Boxleitner. Awesome. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I also saw they had the trailer out for Scare the game. Scarecrow Mrs. King! I think the trailer out for the Battle game. Battle five, baby. <laughs> Battle five is a big pile of shit. <laughs> Get out! Get out! <laughs> but they did have the trailer for the game as well, which I think is set before the movie, which is Tron Evolution or something like that. Evolution, one of those things that just tag on to fucking movies and games if they run out of ideas. But uh, that has a kind of cool thing with a guy walking across the game grid and as he's walking, he's infecting it. So it's, I think I don't know whether you're a virus, or you're fighting the virus, but it does have light cycle battles and stuff like that, and it has one cool shot of a recognizer just like flying and crashing. Mm-hmm. Recognizer. Uh, it's a shame there's no David Warner. Why not? Is it not? He's not in it yet? I don't. I don't think David Warner's coming back. He's got to come back. I, I don't think so. Is he still working? He's, I mean, I haven't seen him on it recently. It used to be, you know, spot with David Warner. He was he? Uh, what Star Trek Six was. He's in Star Trek Six. He was in Star Trek Six and, and Star Trek Five. The last thing I remember... And Star Trek Next Generation, multiple episodes. Oh, wow. He's been in... Like, I mean, you can, it's, it's, like, it's like Christopher Walken. You can play the drinking game where you're just like, watch a movie, and then you're just like, who's that guy having... Oh, my God, it's fucking David Warner. The last, I mean, I, I know he's done other stuff since then, but the last thing I remember him in is in The Mouth of Madness. Oh, that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. last thing I remember him in is uh, the, the Doctor in the beginning of the, in the Mouth of Madness. Hmm. But to me, he'll always be the guy who gets his head cut, head cut, cut off in The Exorcist. Ex- the Omen. Omen. Ooh, that was nasty. Sure. Uh, moving on, uh, we also got some casting news for the new Predators movie. Larry, Larry Fishburne's confirmed. Yeah, Lawrence playing Fishburne. Noland. They, they're shaking up a really interesting cast. They yeah, like Adam Brody, Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, Brody, Brody Topher Grace, Topher Grace, Lawrence da- Fishburne, Danny Trejo. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Yes. Oh, of course. Oh, it's Rodriguez, uh, Danny Trejo. They didn't just piss off the wrong Mexican. They brought him to another planet and pissed them off. But uh, the character of Roland that Lawrence Fishburne is going to be uh, playing, uh, apparently his car is discovered that to have been living for years on the dangerous tropical planet that the Predators use as a sort of wildlife hunting preserve. I was going to say, once I heard the name Noland, I was thinking, he's exposition guy. <laughs> I don't know why, I just the Larry Fishburne and the com- com- combination of the name Noland, I imagine him like Colonel Quaritch, explaining what the fuck is going well, on. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I just don't know why, and then you've confirmed it. Basically, I mean, after Matrix, I think you want to cast him as exposition Yeah. Either I that, cannot tell you what the predators are. Either that, you see them for yourselves. Either that, or he's going to be nutty Tim Robbins from War of the Worlds that type of character. And no one needs more of that. No, no. no well, no. you wear a hoodie and have a shotgun. No, but uh, you know, you cannot cast Morpheus, you know, like without having, without having like at least one monologue for him to have. You yeah. know, and that monologue has got to be. Maybe I mean, be that's like, why he's in CSI. He's monologues all the time. It'll right? be like Deep Blue Sea. You know, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> 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 that is the best part in that fucking movie. Yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson just gets. Fucked. I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on YouTube as well. Is it, it's like I, was, uh, I think I, it I is. saw something about recently about everything's it. on YouTube. Yeah, no, I, just, I saw something in particular was like unexpected deaths or something like that. Uh, this is a little little bit of news that actually like really pissed me off, and that's why I want to bring it up. Uh, Tina Fey and Steve Carell they've got this movie coming out called uh, Date Night mm. um, with Mark Wahlberg and James Franco oh, God. Um, I've seen the trailer it looks serviceable it's not the kind of movie that I would like want to be first in line for but it's the kind of movie that it's a very safe movie you know in America for that for um, 
I don't go to say any more see rom coms. Like, yeah, for like a general audience, I can imagine it being a very safe bet as far as that sort of thing is concerned. Uh, however, they have um, they they have signed to uh, reunite for this movie called Mail Order Groom. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah, it's uh, it's a Warner Brothers romantic comedy it's based on idea Tina Fey's husband type. about a lonely woman who ends up with an Eastern European husband she brings to the United States. Uh, there's no director attached. It's coming out in 2010. Wait, Steve Carell will be playing the Eastern European husband? Yes, I'm, I'm guessing so. With hilarious effect. Oh, my God. Why is this pissing you off? It's More pissing, than other things? It's pissing me off because it's just like... This is the kind of product that's just been really fucking with me lately. Like, uh, it's, it's like, you know, that, that Hollywood has really become just sort of like just complete corporate... You can just you can just see this being cooked up at a board table. Hollywood retreat. Uh, honey, what's it? Couples, Couples retreat. retreat. You know, but no, but it's just a you know, like, it's like they got this movie coming out. The movie isn't even out yet. They don't even know if it's going to be a hit. But it's got a heat. But it looks like yeah, it's got some heat. So they're going to put them in another movie that's some ridiculous concept comedy, and it just sounds fucking retarded. Yeah. And it's just like the way movies seem to be greenlit these days. Yeah. And you you know you because. You get pissed off because there are so many really, there's so many good, there's so many good actors wasting their fucking time in these. There's days. so much shit product well, coming out on a daily basis, like the player, where you know they don't need writers anymore. It's sort of it's, this it's, shit writes this, itself because it's, it's yeah. shit. This, this, and this. All right, let's move. Yeah. You know, and it's just like I, I don't know. It's just like I read, I read about this, and it just annoyed me. Yeah, you know, and there's something about like, for all I know, it may turn out to be. A I don't movie. care about the first movie. Never mind the second movie. The, you don't even know the first movie's any good, but it's. It's just like the, it just feels like something like a bunch of guys sitting at a table like, oh, what if yeah, this? What if it's a man on a bride? But it's like it's a yeah, woman. Nothing new, though. I, I mean, know like it's nothing the, new, but it's like the it's Sandra like, Bullock, Hugh Grant, crap fest that have come out of the last. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. The thing that these strata of movies, the ones you want to go see, and then these shitty rom coms. Use you with Matthew McConaughey on the yeah. poster leaning. Have you seen that? Some yes. Compared to those posters, he's like leaning on like a cock. Anything with Matthew Matthew McConaughey is shit. It's just yeah. It's like. Did anybody see uh, what was that horrible Clive Cussler one he did with Penelope Cruz? Sarah was awesome. Oh my god, it's such a piece of shit. Get out! He's a blink. Oh. That's a great movie. It's horrible. I love that. It's I horrible. Maybe it might be just something to do with the fact that after being out all night long partying and then you know getting back to the hotel and I was living in the hotel, it wasn't always on the telly and just oh, sit there. Uh. Directed by Brock Eisner. <laughs> There's no, I mean, it's like I know that this has uh, been going on for a very long time. I know this is the way things are done. To, to uh, doesn't with, make with, it right with a lot of movies. I guess just this thing just like really stuck it's out. A straw of me. that yeah. the it stuck out of me is like it's a straw that fucking eviscerated the camel and right. fucking and Steve, all its entrails. And, and, and Steve Carell is an actor that has been getting on my nerves lately with the roles that he's been taking. Yeah, he's been wearing he out his shit. He's yeah. been wearing out his stick quite a bit. It's like Will Ferrell, always doing the same shit. And this boring. this does sound like a movie that a TV star like Tina Fey would do, which is terrible. It's like that doesn't that, that has never worked. There's like these movies that are like they like an episode of a TV show. Yeah, they yeah. shouldn't. You know, if you want to do it, do it fucking proper. Do an action Tina Fey action hero. No, it's it's uh, it's the problem with comedies these days is that you know like romantic comedies and a lot of normal comedies is the fact that it's a one trick pony. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that you're you're essentially dealing with an idea that's funny as a joke. I mean, we, we, we <laughs> I mean, especially at this podcast and the stuff we're into, we're looking at like you know, Zombie Line is a zombie comedy. It's the, it's all about the what you add together. Yeah, you can have a tragic comedy. Yeah. Like Whereas this, you've just got like one sort of idea yeah. that is kind of it's not not not, a, yeah. not not an amazing idea to begin with, but it's the kind of idea that might get a couple of laughs if you're having a conversation at a bar or a sketch on yeah, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, a sketch on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I think that's the problem with so many comedies these days is that they're essentially sketches yeah. that have just been stretched into two hours, and it just cannot sustain it. No. Uh, speaking of uh, 
<laughs> Surf, Surf, speaking of stretched out comedy. Hang on. Ian, did you get uh, ice lemon tea from the fridge, please? <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't aware, uh, Ian's gone to the kitchen and we're right. placing orders. And I'm the Chinaman bossing the white man around. Frank feels good. Almost I like bet fucking you. 50 podcasts. All right, bitch. We managed to get the drinks without anyone knowing they were gone. <laughs> you've, just, you've just brought ruined the illusion, man. Sorry, that was bad. Not crank too bad, but pretty bad. Oh, oh, you oh, son of a bitch. Oh, oh, oh. We'll get to that, we'll get to that. It's, it's on, on like Donkey Kong. Okay, okay, speaking of stretched out sketches, Jackass 3 is coming. Oh, Jesus. And it's coming Jackass to 3D. 3D. This is so retarded, it's awesome. Oh. Uh, but, you know, I, when I first heard about this, my first thought was, why? Fuck, why? Fucking terrible It's not even idea. on TV anymore. There's, like, there's children who don't know what this is. It's a fucking horrible idea. But then I read this quote from Johnny Knoxville. And now I'm totally down with the movie. What did he say? According to star slash producer Johnny Knoxville, and I quote, We're going to take the same 3D technology James Cameron used in Avatar and stick it up Steve-O's butt. (laughs) We're taking stupid to a whole new dimension. (laughs) And I'm like... At least he's honest about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) Look at this! Tell, look at this picture. Tell me you wouldn't want to see this shit in 3D. No! <laughs> For those of you listening on radio, uh, it's just to show me a picture of the guys naked. Oh. All the jackass people naked. So uh, you guys catch the Iron Man two trailer that came yeah. out this week. Awesome! Oh, really good. Mickey Rourke has got a pretty good Russian accent. Yes, very good. Very good. And it's just like why didn't he build more? He has an actor actor. Why didn't he build more of a suit? The whip suit, when he slices the car in half, yeah, that looks that, cool. That looks and there's a lot of interesting little hooks in there, you know? The, and that um, shot of War Machine and Iron Man, the visors going <laughs> in, yeah, yeah. back-to-back, firing repulses and machine guns, that was fucking cool. Next time, baby? This time, baby. Yeah. That was cool. And there seems to be, it's very, I've no, watched it a couple not, of times, not, there seems to be an army of Iron Man. Right. Mm. And Ian, it's not next time, baby, it's next time, baby, next time, baby. <laughs> baby, not. Okay, okay. Is that off the movie? <laughs> it's hard out there for a bitch. <laughs> well, fuck you guys, I got my album. <laughs> I got my album. But, uh, he does, he has an album. Does really? He? Yeah, he's oh, got an album. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard's got Sings the blues. Does he do like love songs and shit like that? I bet he does. Acoustic eating kind of, baby, I'm your man. <laughs> Like, oh, Sing about his pimp hat. <laughs> Even Jamie Foxx does a better job than he does. <laughs> oh, God. Jamie Foxx. Well, yeah, there's some nice, the bits where he opens his shirt and the thing is like... No, there's cool stuff. There's cool stuff. There's I was wondering, are they going to go for the extremist route? And the Gwyneth uh, Paltrow... The, 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 that little like, go get him, boss. That was kind of That cool. was nice. You completely... I know he just dropped that. It's so nice. All right, I have successfully privatized world peace. What I, what I liked about the trailer is that it actually doesn't have the the conventional sort of like hard driving peak yeah. that that most trailers do. You know, it's like how that last five seconds of any trailer is like ding 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 ding. You see like some crazy ass shit. And what I liked about this one is that it was kind of understated. Mm. The way they closed off the trailer, it's yeah. like you know, it was actually kind of an understated end to a, a trailer, and I liked that. And I like the fact that they're just using metal a lot. You know, they, that fucking the beginning of that Iron Man song. Yeah. Oh, they own that now. It's great. But but it, with the exception of like just one really quick cut, you didn't see anything of Sam Rockwell, and and I and I don't know. Yeah, you see him in a suit. Just coming up like that. There's not even any dialogue. Right. So that kind of leads me to believe, actually, like he's like a, a hidden gem in there, or he doesn't have much of a part. I'm thinking they're and Barry Shandling. Yes, senator. I think they're, they're pushing Whiplash, as in Whiplash comes out, but he's a distraction, well, and they're just a hammer. Half of the trailer was shown at the con. Mm. 
but that I reckon Justin Hammer is working in the background and he comes up with the suits yeah. and ship. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to have like Whiplash as the main villain, Justin Hammer is going to set him up and then he's going to come through in the third one or whatever. Could be. But I reckon it's no, he's going to be like, you know, a friend's confidant and then boom! Yeah. Probably. Well, I mean, because it's kind of cool because if he starts, you know, destroying Stark Enterprises, that kind of leads into the whole demon with the bottles. Yeah, 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 yeah. For those of you who don't read comics, that's the probably one of the most famous Iron Man storylines where, where Tony um, Stark become he gives into his alcoholism. Yeah, full, 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 yeah. you can already full. see in uh, in the first film and probably in this film that uh, Tony Stark doesn't mind a drink. No, but um, in the comics, uh, the the, the storyline that uh, Chiron is referring to is a storyline in which that becomes a problem. Yeah, that, 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 that that's that's his superpower. He's an alcoholic. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like he he like wears the suit drunk and goes out fighting shit drunk and just makes a total fucking mess of everything yeah. <laughs> be, and it would be cool if they actually do that in part 3 because if part 2 is as good as part 1 or better they would have they would have like gotten the fan support you could get away with doing Demon in a Bottle in part 3 mm. yeah. I think it's again the, the, you could, I think they could have gotten away with it if they had done it this time yeah yeah I mean there's no I, I think that, that Marvel are changing what people think about superhero movies you know it doesn't have to be Catching helicopters and stuff. Although it's nice to see that every once in a while. Every once in a while, that's good. So well, one thing that's nice about the Iron Man Two trailer is that it kind of it, it restores faith in the sense that you can tell that they are they are putting faith in the characters, the way the characters yeah. are portrayed. Yeah. And again, apparently, like the first one, a lot of this is improv again. Yeah, bouncing off each other, which is cool. Which is cool. And yeah. it has the triangular light. You see that in the, on the yeah, scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that whole Jeff Bridges thing where he's like saying that the whole movie was <laughs> there's no fucking script yeah it was a hundred million dollar student film where you're just improvising he's like alright dude yeah worked w- worked for me man let's rock and roll man. I love this suit <laughs> okay let's uh, move on to something not quite so happy Dan O'Bannon ah uh, yes ah uh, yes Dan right? O'Bannon passed away Dan O'Bannon the science fiction screenwriter he uh, passed away age 63 um, he had some Crohn's disease what they call it some problem with his stomach I believe um, I'm not too sure. The uh, the report that I read didn't mention what his illness illness uh, was. For those of you who don't know, Dan O'Bannon was uh, one of the original screenwriters for Alien. Yeah, he and he also did the Dark Star. Dark Star. Dark Star. But he also was uh, worked on Star Wars as a special effects supervisor, yeah, and he did the graphic of the. He was like supervising the graphic of the shit going to the Death Star, mm-hmm. like on the computer screen, where they're like, you know, we have to hit this. Thing. Oh right, right, right. The, right. the really retro where, where computer the graphics retro thing where they're yeah. The rebel base. Yeah, he was involved in that. Cool. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he, he's one of those um, writers that uh, a lot of the times his work got reworked. Yeah. Um, he was the original original writer of Alien back when it was called Star Beast. Star Beast. Yeah, and apparently they were saying that might be that the facehugger could be related to the pain he had throughout his life from this disease. Oh. Yeah, kind of thing. Oh, interesting. And for uh, I think the best place to see him is on the Adrian uh, Alien Quadrilogy box set. Yeah, yeah. He, there's and, a uh, there's a lengthy interview with him, and he comes across as a really nice guy. And it's incredibly touching because he described sort of Alien was a very important moment for him because it was the first thing that he did that he truly loved yeah. he described watching it on the screen and just weeping yeah. because yeah. he'd been sort of slamming his head against the wall for so long yeah. and finally something got made that was of quality and he did the screenplay for Total Recall he did yeah yes yes uh, he also Consider, uh, Thunder. consider that a divorce. He, <laughs> he see you at the see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> uh, I love Michael Ironside. And he did a bit of sex the B seventeen section of Heavy Metal. Mm-hmm. He also uh, wrote uh, Blue Thunder. Yeah, uh, but it was rewritten quite a bit. Uh, and he also wrote um, a, a science fiction horror movie that is a childhood favorite of mine, Life Force. Oh, really? <laughs> Don't remember that, dude. It's got the hottest fucking brunette naked for like. Most of the movie. 
And all she right, let me she, just write that down. And right she goes, force, and she just like has sex and kills people. That's all she does. The alien, the alien, the body. She's a woman then. She's a woman. She's okay. awesome. She's awesome. <laughs> Fuck species. <laughs> this is the shit. This is the shit right here. Yeah, because okay. right. it's like it's like species, but she's brunette, and that's right. hotter. Cool. But for Alien, again... And that, Screamers. That's what he'll be. And Bleeders. But he did Screamers? Yeah, I love the Screenplay screams. for Screamers. Screamers is like one of my favorite bad movies. Yeah. Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Peter Weller's awesome. always good. Anyway, Dan O'Bannon, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's a sad year. And I've seen a lot of this, uh, this podcast for a week, while there. It was like every fucking week there was someone awesome dying. It's, yeah, I know. It was not... His wife did write into Ain't Cool to say that, uh, thanks for putting the note up and stuff like that, but it did an update. And they said that she's going to put together all of his unpublished stuff. Because he did do a lot of work for screenplays that was not credited or didn't, you know, come through. So she's going to start putting together some of that stuff and whether to do a book or something. It'd be quite so after a while, he was what just doing like rewrites on scripts where he would be something like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, most, yeah. most of his credits on IMDb are like just characters from Alien movies. Like he just he created the characters, but right. yeah. that's the, that's the tag he gets. No, but I think after a while, I mean, you could live off that shit, dude. I mean, he he was involved in enough. Sort of a big, big budget. budget. Big he was also involved in the original uh, Alexander Jardowski Dune. Dune, yeah, yeah, he was, he was. Which uh, there's a great article on it in one of the Empire later Empire. Yes, magazine, and it's I, brilliant. It's, it's a great, great article of his uh, concepts. But yeah, sounds good. Oh god, I yeah. see the title on that. Thing. So yeah, so did you guys hear this? I haven't got a Blu-ray player yet, so I, they I have this. I came this close to buying that fucking toy. It's such a cool John Connor figure. That's a toy. It's oh, a yeah, toy. It's, it's, <laughs> I thought it's his hair toy. was slick. It's a toy, dude. Okay, again, looking at pictures. Yes, which is going to be great for the listeners. But they have a Blu-ray. I'm not sure exactly where. But this Blu-ray thing, BD Live. Blu-ray disc live, mm-hmm. essentially where it hooks up to the internet and you get additional features. Uh-huh. So they have this. Blu-ray live thing where people were sending questions and like McGee was doing the commentary and answering questions as he was going along and uh, apparently he's delusional um, he's because very delusional he was, a, he was like here's a, I, I read someone you know list, who was live blogging listening to it and they're like this guy is fucking insane he's stupid yeah. he doesn't know what that it's like uh, there's two things that make every good movie there's like the story and the scene some, some, or the, you know, some kind of stupid thing like that. I meant to actually look, bookmark that as well but uh, what was it? here's a tip that will go in history from one of the film greats. Oh, here it is. There's two elements that go into filmmaking. There's the sound and there's the picture. <laughs> the sound and the picture. <laughs> and the picture. They make, that's what you need for movies. That's what, we've been, that's what people have been doing wrong. Is that most movies have no sound. Yeah, I know. And have no picture. Right? So apparently he hasn't, he's never watched uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, so it's like, you know what makes a good script? Scene description and dialogue. But uh, he says he wants to make. Two, he, said, he said he's going to make two more. The first of which will feature Sarah Connor, even though he's not sure how he's going to pull that off. He wants to make two more Terminator films. Yep. yep. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck his monkey ass. Terminator well, full throttle. Fuck. <laughs> well, we didn't, uh, no, we didn't. We didn't say Salvation got a lot of stick yes, in the you US. Were, you two were okay with Salvation. I liked I it. Hated it. The fiery passion. Really? I, I did not. Maybe you need to go go class. <laughs> it was a piece of shit. Man. I did not. Maybe, the, maybe it was just the comfy seat that maybe I liked. Because like, it's horrible. I'm sorry, but. It is. He can't direct actors. He got horrible performances out of his actors. That's true. The, the story doesn't really make sense, and that ending is one of the dumbest fucking things in the world. Like this post-apocalyptic. Careful. Fu- what? Spoilers. 
Oh, spoilers. Oh, you, oh, you said you're going to... You should say it? Oh, yeah. Okay, guys, <laughs> uh, you haven't seen Terminator? Don't watch it, but if you're going to, spoilers. Because you're telling me in this post-apocalyptic landscape that open-heart surgery in the <laughs> desert between, like, Terminator technology and, like, human hearts, that's okay? No, the the movie has more fucking holes than Swiss cheese. It's a lot. But, but like... Fuck uh, off. This is, my, well, this is my thing on Terminator Salvation. Like, the first time I saw it, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I saw it again on the plane recently. I, I tore it apart. Uh, but having said that, the movie has its fun moments, and, yeah. and like, uh, and and I st- and I stand by my review. Yeah. For, you know, like uh, for for a first, integrity. You know, no, in the sense that for a first-time cinematic experience, I didn't mind it. But how I, how I made how I had it made sense in my head was that is that everything gets reinterpreted at some point or another. Yeah, yeah. So to me, when I was watching Terminator Salvation, I was like, okay, this is Terminator for the Xbox generation. And I just I, lo- I looked at it like that. Yeah. And and as I said in the review, you got to get over Cameron. Yeah, you yeah. got to get over no, the no, fact even, that even it's, if it's... you get over Cameron, I think what annoyed me about the movie is that all the pieces were there. Yeah, I mean there were some interesting ideas, yeah. like uh, Moon Bloodgood's character, where she almost gets raped and then she doesn't want Sam Worthington to kill them mm. because even though they're horrible human beings, the fact that they're human beings in this yeah. post-apocalyptic yeah. landscape means that their lives are worth something, which is a gr- interesting concept. It's an interesting that was idea. Never explored. No, but the, the no, you're right. The film is filled with uh, some amazing ideas, and what what kind of breaks your heart in, in a strange way, like. Like if you think about what the movie could have been, is that watching the film, you can tell that this is a movie made by fans. Yeah. They do love the, the, the mythology of the Terminator they series because there's so many things in there yeah. that refer to it. But it's just not explored. You know, the only good performance is from Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin Everybody is else, fucking I mean, awesome. Well, we, well, what you said about Christian Bale is right. I mean, he needs to do a comedy. He needs uh, to do a stack. fucking comedy. Because immediately. That, that, with Catherine Heigl. Because that, <laughs> that intense... Or, or Sandra Bullock. Cliche. I mean, it's becoming so cliche. Yeah, himself and um, Jerry Butler needs to swap for a bit. He needs to do a movie with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. <laughs> some, some other choice uh, so selections from this live. What I'm saying is Mukji should not do Terminator. Yeah. Some other choice and moments from this. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, totally. More choice bits though. Question: How do you? People were sending questions. How do you feel about making the horrible Charlie's Angels films? I really like those movies. If you don't like them, you can fuck off. <laughs> well, I have a, I have an interview here with um, the uh, producer. Exactly. And now he's just compared himself to Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're listen- You know, when you're listening to a stupid person try and use big words he doesn't know the meaning of, and end up using similar sounding words that are totally different. This is like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. Well, I have an interview here with the uh, executive producer of um, uh, Terminated Salvation. And uh, he sort of like puts things in perspective as to uh, the state of the franchise and all of that. In regards to the ending, uh, you may remember, uh, you remember like the, again, spoiler, close your ears for about two, two minutes. Uh, the ending had Christian Bale uh, going to be dying and Sam, uh, Sam Worthington like, uh, fucking helps him out. Yeah. The, the ending that they originally had planned was uh, Christian Bale dying and Sam Worthington replacing him as the leader of the resistance. They skin him and fucking... Yeah, yeah. Magic. And to keep the resistance uh, troops in the dark, they were going to take the skin off uh, Connor's body and put it on Sam Worthington. Uh, I personally think that would have been a much more badass ending. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a much better ending, I think. Uh, and what the producer had to say about it was, and I quote, I'm happy with the way things turned out. It was a bit derivative of Face Off, you know, when Sam Worthington's character go, goes back and he comes back up as Christian Bale, his face has been chained. So I think... And now he's got an Australian accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, we've all talked about who well, should live at the end. Connor. We should go, we should go on for the next movie. Mate. <laughs> Humans, a lot of traffic for them, mate. <laughs> This is what he had to say. This is what the executive producer had to say in regards to the rights. 
Uh, and I quote, my understanding is that the rights are being sold. We'll know more in the beginning of February. It's being sold in an auction process. Several studios are bidding and independent financiers are bidding on the rights. Yeah. But we won't know until we go through the court auction process. Give it to Joss Whedon. $10,000? That's a lot of money. Every Terminator is played by Summer Glam. <laughs> and and Laser Dushku. And this is what he... Terminator. <laughs> and this is what he had to say in regards to... Um, uh, how profitable the movie was. Uh, my understanding is that it was profitable for both studios, Warner Brothers domestically and also Sony internationally. But if you look at the numbers, clearly it was much bigger internationally than it was domestically. Yeah. So I think that it was probably more profitable for Sony than it was for Warner Brothers. But oh. again, I don't look at their numbers. Uh, one thing he said as well was that I'm disappointed myself that I couldn't make the best movie. And the commentership comment was just, holy shit, he just said he thought he could make a better movie than one or two. Because <laughs> earlier on he said that, you know, holy shit, he thought he, thought his, he thinks his movie better than three so coming again this is an American reviewer this is on Gizmodo if you want to look at it the actual full transcript is quite funny because the guy who's doing it is obviously losing his mind listening to this inane bullcrap but uh, Terminator Salvation ultimately topped up at, at almost 400 million worldwide so I mean I can sound paid it, well, I mean, it's, it is one of these things where the brand name is enough to sell yeah. it yeah which is kind of depressing that in this day and age when marketing is, is so huge for movies a brand name is enough yeah, yeah. like if you have the name G.I. Joe it doesn't matter what the movie is, it's going to make money. It's funny yeah. that I like it. <laughs> the, the one bit I did like in G.I. Joe is when they're going into the underground thing and you've got underground, underground, underground. Underground, underwater. underwater. <laughs> under the underwater tank, more ground. No, they've got, like, they got like an indoor fucking sea with battleships like, shooting at each other and, and then, then you go under the and water. The they've got water. submarines fighting each other yeah. and then you go under again. It's like, it's like why didn't you just leave the water on the bottom? Water on the bottom level. <laughs> It's, just it's like you're asking for a, you know fucking and, uh, a no, shot with them running away from the water. Uh, the fact that Snake Eyes doesn't say a word yet he still has a mouth on his mask. But he yeah, has yeah, a yeah. mouth on it. Like, I mean, he, the fucker he's got his mouth is sealed shut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He took a vow of fucking. That's hardcore. But I, I love the the fucking flashback martial arts sequences between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Mm. Oh, like, love. Those kids beat the shit out of each other. That was, and that was awesome. I've never seen two nine year olds like go at it. It's like I'm sure kids around the country in America have been like, you know, there's been so many broken arms and shit because they try to do that crap. And you can tell, like Dennis Quaid did the movie, like, so I just get to like stand there and talk, and you're gonna pay me a lot of money. Okay, mm. we got it. Good job, Joes. We still got a couple of Joes out there. We got to rescue. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. No, it's like the guy. He, his performance could almost be called bad. Yeah, it's just like he's. Got, he fits the movie. Perfectly. He's got this constant smile on his face. He's always he smiling. He's shit. Yeah. As opposed to Channing Tatum, who thinks he's making the Deer Hunter. Yeah. Channing Tatum. He turned. Best cameo. One of the best cameos was Brendan Fraser. That was awesome. Just wandering in and grinning. That's bazooka. Being floppy. That's bazooka. That's awesome. <laughs> I never ever would have thought Brendan Fraser would play Bazooka. <laughs> I love Bazooka. He's one of my favorite characters. Bummed me out when he got his ass kicked in the movie. Um, other news. Uh, looks like Mel Gibson's going back to the Braveheart. Well, he's going to direct a Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio star in a Viking, Viking culture-themed untitled period drama. Why does this not interest me? Why, why, why am I not excited about this? I should be. Because Leonardo DiCaprio cannot play a warrior. He looks 12. I know. It's like I should be excited about a Viking movie directed by Mel Gibson. Yeah. This, like, is a, this is a guy. You can who, take our boats. This is a guy who jerks <laughs> off when he sees carnage. What? <laughs> well, yeah, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson does like the blood and gore. Yeah. I, I don't think Leo is not right for that. I mean, I, I agree with you. He, he is a small frame man. Yeah, I mean, if you want somebody to seduce a supermodel, he's your guy. Yeah, you've seen Outlander. Yes, they're Vikings. I love Outlander. Yeah. They're fucking Vikings. It's Outlander. like you know, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. The only role he could play in that movie is the kid. Yeah. <laughs> 
There, I still have this strange childhood desire to see Leonardo DiCaprio do a Growing Pains movie. <laughs> Bring back Kurt, Reverend Kurt Cameron. Because he was, that's how he got his start. He was Kurt Cameron's best friend. Have you friend. heard what Kurt Cameron's doing now? No, I don't care he's, about he's, him. I didn't watch Growing Pains. He's an evangelist. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, an evangelist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. touring universities with his new book and video disproving uh, evolution. Oh, yeah, uh, that's what they had in Family Guy as well. Meg had the mom and watched him on TV for two days solid because there's no other channel. And she became a Christian. <laughs> yeah. you, you know what? I, you know what I wish I could do. I wish I could go back in time and be in a, be a fly on the wall in the growing pain set, listening to Kurt Cameron give Leonardo DiCaprio career advice. Let me tell you how this business works. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this shit a long time. You gotta find Steven Spielberg. You gotta suck his cock. <laughs> you just cock blocked my entire career. <laughs> but yeah, other Norse casting news as well. Oh yeah, yes. Thor. Rene Thor. Russo yeah. has been cast as Frigga, the wife of Zeus. Odin. Oh, I mean, Odin. Odin. Sorry, I'm wrong I'm, mythology, my I'm friend. Sorry, I'm, I'm still in Clash of the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Release the Kraken. So she's uh, metal. She's um, blood on Anthony Hopkins' wife. Nice, awesome. The, the, the cast of Thor is shaping yeah, up to be really, awesome. really nice. Really nice. It just, I mean, it's that's the cool thing about I think Kenneth Branagh. It's like anybody will come to work for him. Yeah. Yeah, so. actors will just like fucking line up to work with this guy. Yeah. Studios won't, but actors will. Yeah. And what, did, what did he say about is like when he was talking about it's like it's mythology. Yeah, yeah, it's like Marvel. They bastardizes it, but in the most beautiful way. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, darling. And before before it was cast, he's like you know like uh, who, who's going to be playing Thor? It's like uh, we're still casting yet, but whoever plays it will be brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, related to Avatar, there was some news as well. That I just can't wait to see Tom Hiddleston as Loki because he looks like fucking Loki. <laughs> I can't wait to see him in that outfit. I can't wait to see how they get, how they're gonna do Loki. Loki, Loki. I don't horror. think it, it's gonna look like a Marvel. It's not, no. it's not gonna be a green tight suit. It must. Gonna... Oh come on, it must. He looks like the guy from Kick Ass. Yeah. <laughs> Kick Ass. That's a great. Trailer. Kick, Kick Ass. Kick Ass. Uh, for those of you uh, the, uh, who haven't seen the uh, the Kick Ass clips online, check them out. Yeah. There's some new Kick Ass character posters. The Hit Girl poster came out today. Did you uh, see the uh, one of? Um, Nicholas Cage teaching his yeah, daughter yeah, how to yeah, take yeah, a bullet. Yeah. That was awesome. No, I haven't seen any of the clips. He's like, you know, oh, come on, Daddy, we got like, look, honey, we just have to do this one more time. You know, you, you can bitch and moan about it, but when you're out there fighting and you get shot, you know, you gotta shrug it off. He's like, okay, then, and he shoots her in the fucking chest, and then she's like, wow, Ow! that's like straight out of the comic. And he yeah, takes, yeah, she yeah, gets yeah, up yeah, and she yeah. takes out the bullet, and he's like, okay, and he's like, okay, again, he's like, again, it's like, can we get ice cream after? Okay, honey, I'll shoot you two more times, and we'll go get some ice cream. <laughs> No, it looks very faithful. Yeah. Is there a clip yet where she uses the C word? No. Apparently there's a great bit where she's like, yeah. Not a movie you want to watch Malaysia. All right. <laughs> she's sort of like, all right, you cunts, bring it on. She's like 10 years old. Awesome. It's so hot. So many nerds okay, are going to get arrested. So many nerds are going to get arrested after that movie. <laughs> um, a little bit of news as well. Cameron in the publicity for Avatar has said on Battle Angel Alita. We're not yeah. that far down the line. We have a very good script and we have a lot of production design. We've done about a year of production design put together an art reel that shows the arc of the film. It's pretty much add water and we're ready to go, which is interesting because it's been on the fucking burn for ages. Battle Angel... Alita. Alita. Yeah. Is that based on a... A manga. It's, uh, it's a robot girl. And he's also, I think in the same interview, Cameron said that he's now moved past Terminator. He doesn't want to go back to it anymore. Something well, along those lines. He said something like his headspace is such that he's not interested in that world or that story. Well, I don't see why he would be. I yeah. mean, like you know. Well, I mean, one but he two, did create it from a fever dream. Yeah, but again, yeah. you know, one and two really, if you if you ignore the sequels, one and two is a complete story. They, it is a of, very all, very complete story. All you story. need to know is in one and two. Right? Yeah. And then, but they said the dive is probably his next movie. I don't know what that is. Which one? The dive. The dive. 
Yeah, it's probably just more underwater. Underwater, Shit going to the Titanic. Yeah. Wasn't he going to do Fantastic Voyage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that, it? Yeah, I think that was the one he's referring to. Oh. Is, uh, he was also talking about doing Fantastic Voyage. Oh. And for those of you who don't know, that's... Uh, Raquel Welch and the... They shrink two. down in size and they get injected into a human body. It's, in, it's 60s inner space. Yeah. Yeah. When did we get Martin Short for it? He hasn't worked much recently. <laughs> no, he hasn't, actually. <laughs> No, she's got that movie uh, uh, Serious Moonlight with Timothy Hutton. Yeah, but her face looks incredibly strange now. I know, because like it's Botox to to uh, like, what the fuck? She's got like collagen. Again, it's like Brazil. Yeah. She's got like the face like the stretchy. I don't know, she just looks really weird. Ah, now. nice still there. Did you see that? They, yes. They did um, the Edgar Wright guy who works with space then Sean the Dead and Hot Fuzz is uh, directing Scott uh, Pilgrim vs. the World. The world. And uh, they had a shot out, but it was a still on a table. But one of the websites actually uh, yeah, edited it, yeah. and they flipped it so you could actually see it well. And so. Mary Elizabeth Winstead looks exactly like exactly Ramona. like Ramona Flowers. Yeah, exactly. And Knives Child looks pretty cool too. Yeah. I'm not so sure about his hair though. <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's a result of the flipping process, but it looks quite massive. No, is Sarah? I mean, he is more Michael of what Sarah, I would yeah. imagine. He's more of what I the other one of the other guys is more of what I would imagine as. For those of you at home, uh, Ian is pointing at the screen at various people on the photograph. Yeah, you can see this. I just Google Scott Pilgrim, you'll find the picture. I like the picture. I think everybody fits. Yeah. I think everybody fits really well. As long as Michael Sarah is not doing the Michael Sarah performance. Yeah, well, from another trailer we were talking about earlier, the uh, Youth and Revolt. Youth and Revolt. It looks like he's breaking out of the Michael Sarah groove. Because uh, he's playing like an alter <coughs> ego of himself called uh, Fran- Francois. Oh, Francois. <laughs> And uh, it's pretty funny. It, it looks pretty good. It's yeah. like he wants the girl that dreams, but he's Michael fucking Sarah. So obviously that doesn't work. So he pretends to be somebody. Else. So he comes up with this Fight Club idea, and it's like Giuseppe has a little task. It's like, and like the, the Red Band trailer has him like, is he fucking her? He's about to fuck her. He's, he's like, about to fuck her. It's like I want to, want to, want to like uh, do. Un- do you feel dirty? Because I want to do unspeakable things to. Yeah, yeah. Person. It's like with my tongue. Yeah. Something, something like. It's like I'm gonna lick your belly button with my tongue. Oh, I'm gonna take with your belly button. From the inside. From the inside. <laughs> Some shit like that. You didn't turn your fucking phone off. Oops, sorry. Forty. We've managed to do forty-something podcasts without you banging on the phone off. Yeah, Gavin. I mean, what the fuck, man? Not turning off your phone for podcasts. Um, a little bit of animation news as well. Somebody uh, calls me. I figured it'd be fun. The Studio Ghibli's next has been announced. They're doing a version of the yeah, Borrowers. The Borrowers, yeah. which I think is like the, this is the third. The Borrowers. You've the Borrowers. The Borrowers. The Borrowers, it was a children's book, it was made into a movie. Uh, people. It was made they borrow into- stuff. Remember, remember the Littles? The Littles? That no. cartoon, The Littles? No. Oh, uh, well, okay. Well, The Littles was kind of like kind of like The Borrowers, but The Borrowers is like yeah, all these like fucking little people. They did a BBC <laughs> a TV series about it. Not midgets, then, you're talking about No, no, no. <laughs> it's a movie about midgets they're like gnomes. Things? They're like, they're like gnomes and shit. They live in everyone's house and they steal your shit. All the shit you can't find, uh-huh. they yeah. borrowed because they've like made a car out of like needle schools. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Thread schools and stuff like that. Uh, there was a movie in, I think it was like 95 or 96. Jim uh, Broadbent. Uh, no, John Goodman. Yeah, but yeah, the, Jim, the, Jim, Jim Broadbent was the dad. Yeah. It was, it was directed by the uh, director of uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Peter Hewitt. And it's quite good. They spent the whole movie just tormenting Dan Goodman. It's brilliant. It's quite good. I really like it. John Goodman. John Goodman. Okay. No, it's, it's, a, it's a funny movie. Yeah, it's good. So they're going to do this one next. And actually, they look, it looks actually they had one picture on, online of it. And she's wearing like the red stuff. The daughter, the girl character, looks just like she does in the you know, last movie. So again, some of these weird things. That the, like, Sudi Gibby did The Wizard of Earthsea, but apparently they fucked it up a bit for... Um, what's her name? Ursula K. Le Guin, she wasn't quite happy with the storyline, but it was Hayao Mizaki's son mm-hmm. who directed that one. He never directed anything in his life. I haven't seen that yet, actually. I have a DVD somewhere. Fucker, women writers, waste of time. Oh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel the same way about action movies with female leads. 
<laughs> point. It's like pointless. Two words. Three words. I'm just kidding. Terminator fucking I'm just, two. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Hello, aliens. Hello. 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 Just, hello. I'm just kidding. Yes. Jesus. Women are great writers. You know, I, I did not stay up all night hoping that Eon Flux would flop. <laughs> oh, good news. What? Walthog's tooth can't. Yes. Awesome. Uh. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, because it's because now William H. Banks is free to do actually. Well, the proper studio movies. now is killing a lot of this. They, they yeah, Disney has Mc a. McGee uh, was doing what twenty thousand. He's out of the sea. That's yeah, that can. can. Yep. New studio and chief. Thank God. And it's new studio chief Rick Rich Ross as uh, Rich Rich as uh, he took over following. Wait, so his he name is Richie Rich. No, it's Rich Ross. Oh, okay. But he's uh, he cancelled 20,000 20, Leagues Under the Sea and Wedding Band only a few days ago. So he's he's a hardliner. He wants films fitting the Disney family brand model. The Wedding Band. That was the Robin Williams movie, right? God, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Well, thank God. Because it sounded like shit. Yeah. So, uh... Any movie that has Robin Williams and the word wedding in the title doesn't work. It's been proven. Yeah. Or Patch. And, and, no. all, and, and all I can say is, is, like, thank God for old dogs. Because it's, I guarantee you, old dogs... That has killed it. Old has... dogs is the reason yeah, Wild yeah. Hogs 2 is not happening. Yeah. And uh, I was reading something online recently. Adrian Cronauer was not at all like he was portrayed in... Um, Good morning, Vietnam. He didn't really do that much comedy between the bits. Well, I mean, they just changed the story completely. The comedy, the comedy bits, it's Robin Williams. It's yeah. Robin Williams, I mean, and he wasn't, he wasn't sent it's, out. It's of his stand-up yeah, shit. Yeah, stand-up yeah, yeah. Stuff. And he wasn't sent out of the military. He just went home when his tour was over. Dude, it's from like all of his funny bits in Good Morning Vietnam. It's all his it's stand-up all shtick. Yeah. Uh, did you see the trailer for Alice in Wonderland? The new one. Yeah. Uh, no. This again is Return to Oz. They've they've gone the route of oh Alice is back. I didn't see this yeah. so much in the well, previous I mean, trailers. It struck me. I remember watching the trailer and thinking a lot of uh, that Sandman story, a game of you. Mm-hmm. A lot of similarities in that it seems to be that Alice has created this world and then she's returned to it yeah. and it's all in chaos because mm-hmm. she left. But it does show the new trailer just show the cards in armor in battle armor, yeah. uh-huh. which looks cool. You know the marching cards yeah, yeah, in the I, old Disney movie. It's full on like you know Braveheart. Like she's dressed you know in armor. Yeah, yeah. Alice has a sword. We have Tower Dog Champion. Yeah. Cool. So it does look like to be kick ass. Cool. Like because I because it's I've, the War of the Ring all over again, only with cards. Because I've had a lot of reservations about this movie simply yeah. because it's like it's just uh, I, I there's no interest in seeing Tim Burton do this movie. There's a beautiful moment with the Red Queen, was the hell in the bottom character, and she's like, "Fetch me a pig!" And then like this pig slides in, and she just puts her feet up, and it's like, ah, there's nothing better on my feast than a nice warm pig. <laughs> Which is just bizarre. I was yeah. like, I love that. That's brilliant. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, it does look pretty cool. The second trailer. Yeah. I recently rewatched um, the, uh, Young Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, discovered a line in there that is absolutely genius. Uh, Watson uh, has, um, you know, like a, Watson's just looking around, and he's before or after he gets attacked by cakes. This is, he gets uh, attacked by cakes. You know, there's a hallucinogenic drug. Yeah, yeah. And there's all these donuts trying to kill him. As they do. Yeah. I think I think it might have been before. Oh. Um, but uh, Watson sees this um, this little French pastry. He's like, Ah, yes, Mr. French pastry. Picks up a knife. I have nothing to say to you, and I suspect you have nothing to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking Weird. brilliant. It's just such a random line. Barry Levinson. Yeah, it's Barry Levinson. Written by Chris Columbus. Mm. Mm. Review. Interesting. Uh, one last thing I want to add a new, new feature promotional line of the week promotional what? promotional line of the week watching okay. a lot of trailers this week and you know they always throw on a little bit of uh, it's a movie also had the weirdest review from somewhere called Film Chair okay but uh, basically this had like lines coming up in the movie now it might have something to do with the fact that the trailer told me fuck all about the movie apart from they drive a lot 
mm-hmm. a lot of scenes in a car without dialogue just like quirky music what's playing. the name of this movie? Uh, it's from the other side of paradise I, someone gets out of jail someone drives somewhere you just I terrible fucking trail but uh, apparently it beats quite powerfully it, that's, that's it, the tagline according to the film chair oh it was the film chair the film chair said that, they're, they're, that was it the film chair beats quite powerfully so it's, it's a critic's quip yeah and that's the critic's quip yeah beats quite powerfully Oh, okay. okay. It's lame. That's why it's more lame for most. You're not getting the segment, really, are you? No, <laughs> no, 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 I, no, no. I, I, I get it. I it's bad. This bit never worked. I don't really think that. Yeah, it's bad. Doesn't bear commenting on. Okay, that was a nice experiment. Moving on. Moving on. No emails this week. Right. No. So we'll move straight on to the review. Okay. So again, if you would like to email us in, t- tell us how long we've been rambling. It's uh, podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast at mcyappenfries.com. Podcast somewhere. No, podcast.com. <laughs> so uh, the first part of our avatar review will be spoiler free. Yeah. And then at some point we'll say spoilers and then people can. When you hear the sound of a dying giraffe, the spoiler's on. So. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, spoiler free. Yeah. This is Jim Cameron's big 10 year, 15 years of development movie, originally supposed to star Arnie. This is his big comeback after fucking around the Titanic for so fucking long. He hasn't made a movie in 12 years. Yeah. Uh, since then, he has done under-the-water fucking documentaries, Ghost of the Abyss, yeah. he executive produced Dark Angel on TV. Single-handedly, but, apparently, created the 3D movie industry. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is his first proper film since Titanic. Yeah. Uh, and I don't need to tell any of you what Titanic is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, first off, is this movie any good? And the answer is absolutely fucking yes. Yes. This movie is awesome. It is, um, visually, it is one of its kind. Very much so. So the story is that um, injured Marine, Jake Sully's brother, is, was involved in this program, and they have this genetic thingy that they need someone with the same genome. So he gets roped in, and he goes out, and he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And he goes to this planet called Pandora, where the company... The company is that looking, looking to time. looking to mine unobtainium, and uh, so what, what? They're, they're, they're looking to mine what? Unobtainium. Un- un- what's that again? Unobtainium. Is it unobtainable? Yes, apparently so. <laughs> yes, its sister uh, mineral, hard to getium. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta find this thing. Where is that? No, foreign exchange student, suck me off. They might as well just call it. We're looking for MacGuffin. Yes, we're looking <laughs> for. Apparently, there's shitloads of MacGuffin over here, but um. Yeah, so he has this avatar, which is a giant body, and it's great for him because his legs are injured, and he can't. It, 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 he's on the NHS; the avatar, he can't get new legs. Uh, the avatar is, is made up of human and alien DNA, so yeah. that they can interact with the indigenous life form on Pandora. Which the Navi. The Navi. The Navi. So the idea is that they will make a peaceful solution to get these guys to move off the unobtainium. Yes. Yes. And um, and as you know, in James Cameron movies, uh, peace doesn't usually last. There is very rarely a peaceful solution. Uh, Not a James Cameron film. Sam Wor- Sam Worthington's um, character, Jake Sully, uh, his brother was part of the uh, science program that's head up by Sigourney Weaver's character, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Grace. What? Something. Yeah. She's just known as Grace throughout most of the movie. Um, but I call her Ripley. Because <laughs> 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 she pretty much is, what if Ripley had not died and pretty much stuck around and become a scientist? That's, yeah. what, that's what this character is. What if she taught English to the alien? Yeah. And um, Ripley's Ripley's character Ripley's character uh, wrote the book 
on uh, Pan- Pandora uh, wildlife, uh, animal life, and like all the flora and fauna there. She un- she understands it and knows it better than anyone else. Yeah. And um, a little bit of a backstory in the film is that they were trying to ingratiate themselves with the Navi, and they taught. They, there was this. Uh, there's a hint of something that happened where they were sort of trading cultures. They had a school where they taught them English, the ways of the ways of uh, man. She, she done been fucked up. Yeah, and then something went wrong somewhere, which they never explained. It, the only, the only um, sort of hint that you're given is that it involved machine guns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so something happened somewhere, and now things are, there's a rift. Yeah, yeah, and there are two groups essentially uh, of humans. One group wants a peaceful solution, and they want to. We should call them the hippie tree hookers. Yes. yes, and then you've got the marines and the sci- and the businessmen who want to rape the planet and take the unobtainium and fuck everything. Yes, yes. we shall call them. The awesome dudes. Americans. <laughs> Americans. The thing about this movie, though, is from a visually, I agree with Gavin. It is a complete game changer. Yeah. Uh, for the first time, I looked at completely CG characters and environments, and I didn't go, "Wow, that's really good CG." I completely yeah. bought the uh, characters and the performance and Absolutely. the acting. As because the facials on the the, the Navi are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I'm like, oh, that's Sam Worthingham. He's getting good work. He's doing great jobs. He's slipping into Australia every chance he gets. Yeah. But he does... I, he looks like like seven guys I know back home. You know yeah. what I mean? He does have a, a very... I think and that's why the people cast him because he's an everyman character that the, yeah. is, the yeah. audience can project upon him. But when you see other people like Sigourney Weaver as a giant seven-foot-tall alien, you're like, she's a face that has character. Yeah. That is quite... She's odd-looking. Yeah. And to see that then giant blue odd-looking her, that's awesome. That's like... It's awesome. And when she's ta- moving and talking the way she does, it's right. like... Good job, no, which, the, uh, is, which is, again, my two main issues, I think, with the film are, story-wise, there's nothing really original about it. Yeah, if you've yeah. seen a bunch of movies, hell, have you seen what... Uh, if you've seen anything about the white explorer who joins the locals yes. and becomes I mean, a better it's, person. It's, yeah. it's yeah. Dances with Wolves, it's Witness, it's, it's Doc it. Hollywood. It's Fern it's Gully. same story. Doc Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the with story. guns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, you've got the guy, he goes into an alien environment. You've got the terrible the, theme song. Yeah. Someone's yeah. got to do that. Someone's got to like take this. The, the, oh, oh, i got to get, 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 get the Doc Hollywood trailer and put it's it over. Doc Hollywood. We've got to do that Doc Hollywood. But the story is not... Even though it's well told, there's nothing original about it. If you've seen... Hollywood movies in the last 10 years. If you've never seen a fucking Indian movie. Yeah. 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 Within the first 20 minutes, you know every story beat that's going to play out. Yeah. And the second thing is Sam Worthington. I find him incredibly dull as an actor. Really? Incredibly dull. I mean, he's, I he's right. not... In this no, no, he's not a bad actor. In this There's movie... There's nothing that grips you. In this movie... Him. The father is outacting him. I mean, you know, I mean, like, uh, to be perfectly honest, as far as this film is concerned, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I found his his performance in Terminator Salvation to be much more of a star turn than here. Um, I have no complaints about him when he's in his Navi form. Yeah. You know, when he's in his avatar. Because he can do Blue Alien. No, he, yeah, he, he plays, he can do Blue, Blue Alien pretty well. But all the times when he's in his uh, normal human form... Yeah. The most impressive thing about his performance his are, are his CG fucking legs. Yeah, <laughs> the best CG. Never mind the like the entire ecology they built and how they visualize that and the animals and the creatures and the navy themselves. His skinny little legs because his his body's just atrophying below the waist right. and just it's seamless. He's getting he wakes up in his avatar because they communicate with these avatars through these bed things. Yeah, the neural link. So like they, when the navy go to sleep and apparently that's something that's not really mentioned that uh, the reason why he can go have dinner and do a lot of other crap is like. The planet is in shadow an awful lot of the time, and that's why there's all the bioluminescence. Because right. the moon, it's a yeah. forest moon. Yeah. Of Endor. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just... And again, I think a lot of the problems is his character is meant to go through a lot of uh, emotional turn. Yeah. But 
more often than not, you get shots of him looking incredibly blank, and his emotional turns are happening in voiceover, yeah. Yeah. which yeah. isn't that expressive. No. No. So he'll be saying things like, I feel guilty about what I'm doing. While you're looking at a shot of him like eating dinner, yeah. <laughs> like, really, you don't look that guilty. Your appetite looks quite healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, it's just his character. I mean, I was talking earlier that there were actors like Harrison Ford in his prime could play that point of view audience character, but yeah. you still like felt yeah. he was playing yeah. the character. Worthington's a black slave. He's completely yeah. a black slave. And he has this very stilted way of delivering his lines. And and there there were moments in the movie where they're trying to go for. But he's a jarhead. Yeah, I know, but. Even it's a clan jarhead. Yeah, but the jarheads and aliens were a lot more you snappy. Know, snappy and entertaining. Any questions? How we get out of this piece of shit? I think. No, yeah. but but like you can tell, there are these moments in the movie where they're going for a little bit of an apocalypse now type of feel, where he has this voiceover narration about his about what's happening. This whole part where he's talking about like how we loved him in Lot Wall Street. You know, like. Saigon. Are you trying to throw me off? <laughs> you know, it's like this whole part where he's like going, everything's backwards now. Now the, this world feels real and everything else feels like the dream. You know, it's like yeah. these, these little moments, but his, the way his, the delivery is so stilted and his performance, when you're seeing these lines, it yeah. just doesn't match. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it, it doesn't take you out of it. You know, it's serviceable. But it's not like, oh, this, this guy's yeah. the next big thing. Yeah, that's the key. It's a serviceable performance. It's not a great one. Yeah. You know, and I think that's cool the whole though, thing. It's like, can you think of an actor in recent years that's had the jump that this guy has had in terms of the projects that he's... Yeah, from um, Rogue to fucking Terminator Salvation. Terminator Salvation. Did he have anything between those? No, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe he did, but who, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, suddenly it's like Terminator Salvation, Avatar, and Clash of the Titans. You can't ask for a better springboard. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's insane. And I maybe think it's, he works on CG. He makes the CG look good. <laughs> He's the white his, Smith. Maybe his stilted delivery is constantly him going, don't do the Aussie accent. Don't do the Aussie accent. Don't do the Aussie accent. Sound American, sound American, sound American. Oh, shit. Oh, the Aussie accent came out. Yeah, it did come out a lot in the video logs more than anything else, though. Yeah. Die, Navi. But anyway, okay, like, this is like, a, let, let's, let's just split this up into the good and the bad. Yeah. So, like, uh, this, in terms of the good, I mean, like, what you were saying is, like, the CGI characters... They are the best and most believable CGI and characters. Zoe Saldana, who was her in Star Trek, she's just like... Yeah, she steals this movie. Yeah, and I mean, the, the, you have to know as well, like, if you know nothing about how this stuff is done, this is motion capture. This yeah. is... Act, or, they didn't come up with a better word, performance capture, I guess is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, they acted out everything in this movie. There's yeah. nothing here, like, it's not Toy Story where you have... It's an animator animating the character. It's actually these people doing it with... And in, under weird circumstances, a pre-production photograph I've seen with, like the two of them kind of crouching by a tree and he's got this massive fucking headdress on and it's mm-hmm. obviously just kind of you know so he can keep track of where his tail is because they have you know they have this kind of like thing coming out of their, their heads yeah that they like the, 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 there's that thing about the ecology about it, it's all being linked so they have this kind of basically a USB port in the back of their tail yeah. and uh, they show that on the, on the pre-production stuff he has this fucking thing so he can act with it you know what I mean so he's wearing it when he's in the suit and all that oh he's not in a suit they're just in like normal clothes but oh, they, really? somehow I don't know I haven't I so they're not in the motion capture outfits they don't seem to be these in the woods or something like that whether they're rehearsal I'm not sure exactly how it worked because maybe it's it could be that they've developed it to the point now I mean fucking what even Microsoft are going to release something for the Xbox where it can tell where you are and you need all that shit oh okay mm-hmm. so it might be just that they can interpret his limbs and stuff yeah, like that from it easy. so they didn't but maybe faces I think still might have had the dots but the rest of them didn't have it hmm, interesting so and, and when, when we say great CG characters I think also what's great is not just the characters but the world itself that they've created yeah, yeah. it's yeah. an incredibly believable alien environment and totally. don't get that a lot I forgot to, the helicopter bugs are awesome yeah, yeah. No, but they must be confused all the fucking time because they don't know where the fuck they're going 
No, but the uh, the geography of uh, Pandora, it's, yeah, it's, it's beautifully it's realized. Yeah. And, it's uh, not like, um, you know, for example, something like Stargate, where you go in an alien environment and it's like Egypt, but, you know. It's Canada. Alienized. Yeah. It's this, always Canada. Yeah, this, Canada. Is, this is a proper, this is a proper alien, alien environment. environment. Yeah. Where the, the, you know, the flowers, the fauna, the flora, all is kind of alien. And a lot of things have six believe, fucking legs. Yeah, yeah. You, buy it, you buy it. It looks great. Yeah. It looks amazing. And uh, amazing. if you're going to watch... Oh, and everything on this planet wants to kill you. Yeah. The air. Plants everything. And despite the fact that everything wants to kill you, Sam Worthington's character can't stop touching shit. Yeah, he's just wandering around, blundering into crap. Because he's Australian. Yeah, he's just What is that? What is that? Uh, but the, um, the, the cool ass, mate. Cool <laughs> ass. <laughs> Don't have this map back home, mate. It's fucking awesome. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's brilliant. It, it's really well designed. Yeah. And the design as well, I think, also factors. Cameron designs the best tech. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the, the man who invented the power loader yeah. has not lost he, a he fucking piss. He is a tech war. He, he does love the guns on the ship. Yeah, they've got like these little, they got like, what, three different types right. of flying little gyroscopic things. Yeah. It's like the small, the, the single seater. Yeah. These then are you've the, got the roomier two seater with room on the back. These of the are kids. the humans, by the way. Yeah, they the humans, the military like, complexers. Yeah, yeah. And all their shit, you know, looks of a design. You know what I mean? It looks like the Hueys and the Apaches of today. Yeah. And suffice to say, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it in 3D. Yes. Yeah. I mean, definitely worth This is the, this is the first time I've seen a 3D movie since Jaws 3D <laughs> uh, so for me it was particularly mind blowing because right. I you know I've been like I mean like I started like losing my shit at the trailers <laughs> you know, you know, oh my god it, like it's coming at you yeah. well the one you saw Comic Con but I mean I've seen a couple of 3D movies now one yeah. thing is that and this is again the bad thing you're saying like some more thing you're taking out of the movie yeah the glasses took me out of the movie a little bit yeah but the scenes when it's 100% CG and uh, I'm not I say it's not. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. I, I don't know how. To, I don't know how to deal with this. I think this, I, is a, uh, this is a technical aspect. Yeah, very much so. What's happening is 3D used to be about putting Waving something around. that would jump at you so you go woo. And now what they're doing is they're using 3D more to create immersive environments. Yeah, and there's no, there's like two two bits of wood. And what they're going to need is they're going to need better glasses. Yeah, so that yes. you are in the environment. The, I don't know why the frames are so visual. small. Yeah, because yeah. no, the, 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 it's like they are kind of they're slightly hexagon shaped yeah. as well, right? So there is these edges always on my mind, and then as well, yeah. anything 3D that passes beyond the edge of the screen yeah. instantly takes you out. And it's particularly yeah, yeah, yeah. bad for me because I wear glasses, so yeah. I have to put the 3D yeah. glasses over my glasses. Yeah. You yeah. get that other level yeah. of like you're, you're yeah. seeing stuff out of the corner so I do want to actually see it in 2D to see how those CG scenes all yeah. those, those massive but I think stand up it might still work in 2D because even in 2D the Navi are going to look amazing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I think uh, uh, I think this movie in 2D will actually work. I don't think it will take away that much of yeah. the enjoyment because the 3D is very subtle. Yeah. It's not in-your-face type 3D with shit coming at you. Yeah. I mean, it is purely, as you say, to just immerse you more in the experience. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I fucking loved it. I mean, it really, like, sort of came out of me. I mean, yeah. and I really appreciated that. It was very subtle. I really enjoyed how subtle it was. And another great thing about this movie, I think, is that nowadays uh, directors have a tendency to shoot action where it's so heavily edited that you have no sense of geography. Yeah, that, that was, yeah, yeah, that that was, was very definitely nice. very clear. Cameron, yeah. however, does edits action so well. Yeah. Pull it back. Yeah. Let Pull you see how, like, what's going on. Michael I just, Bay I just learned a lesson or two from James yeah. Cameron. What was it? I think it was Quantum of Solace where um, the scene where he kills the guy with the scissors mm-hmm. and... I think everyone in the cinema was like, what, what, what the fuck happened there? Yeah, where's yeah. the guy? What's how did he, how he kill him? He, had, he picked up something and then I didn't see what happened yeah. there and the guy was bleeding all of a sudden. What the fuck happened there? Right. And, and for camera, I mean, it, it's not just, like, there are scenes where you've got mass number of 
you know, uh, ships, mass number of Navi, Navi, and you still you know, know where, exactly what's exactly going on. Where I mean, there's no there's no confusion of the geography of the action sequence. No. Yes. They're in the Hallelujah Mountains, which are awesome looking. It's awesome right? looking. Yeah, exactly. Floating exactly. fucking mountains are genius because yes. the magnetic flux is Again, like whatever. Visually, the the movie is a game changer. Yeah, it is. And for the for the plot wise, I mean, what was what was always getting me about watching all the trailers and shit is like, this seems like far too much work just to go talk to these people. But then it made sense. And then I was like, right, why don't they just plug them in? And they answered that well enough. I mean, Jim Cameron is still good enough with his plot that he can see that those are holes that need to be filled, and he yes. filled them. Yes, yes. And I was quite happy with that. And like, even at the the, the end of it, not to spoil anything, like, but yeah, you knew that what was happening, up. you knew what was going to happen to him was going to happen at some point. Should it had to. Should we to the spoilers? Well, no, I think we can do this. We can do this in a second. I'm good at this. But where you, you know what happens to him at the end was going to happen to him because that would be that, the ending. Yeah. yeah. And um, they brought that in nicely and it was tied into the ecology and everything else. It actually mm-hmm. made, at that point, it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, hey, Magic MacGuffin, yada, yada. No, that is one thing about the story that, that is good. And again, it also has a lot to do with the fact that it is James Cameron and he is very much aware of these things. Is that uh, the story, to... conventional as the story may be, yeah. it knows what it needs to tie up. Yeah. You know, I mean, it does tie up all of the loose ends. And, with, the, and... with the exception of the exposition scene at the beginning, the two exposition scenes. Yeah. The, there was, a, there was yeah. a very bad scene between um, Sigourney, Weaver. Sigourney Weaver and Giovanni Ribisi, where it is actually just. Hey, that whole you've been, scene. You've been here for like months. He was pretty squeaky in this movie. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you've been here for fucking years. You know exactly what's going on, but I'm going to explain it to you anyway. Yeah, but let me explain it to you anyway. No, yeah. that, that scene. And as I said earlier, if someone else had been in that scene, make perfect sense. Yeah. Because he'd be like, I'm the big dog. And they already I'm making, the, I'm the big dog. I'm yeah, putting her had, down in they, front of you so yeah. you know the story. They had the Sam Worthington character, so I'm not quite but sure. But doesn't mean he wasn't in that scene. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They could even, I mean, that was a tight set, just get Norm in there. Yeah. And it made no just sense. Just wheel him the fuck in. Yeah, yeah. It made no sense for him not to be in that scene. Yeah. But again, I think, and Gavin, you mentioned this earlier, it's the whole notion that, you know, they spent $300 million on this movie. Yeah. And I think Cameron, on purpose, was like, Let's streamline the story. Let's yeah. make it simple yeah. so people can follow it. If we make it Mulholland Drive, we're fucked. Yes. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> because, I mean, already. Is there the Navi? He opens a box and there's a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this scene where all the characters are rabbits. <laughs> wearing suits. I haven't seen Inland Land Empire yet. Have you? Yeah. Is it fucked up? It's fucked up. <laughs> there's a fucking scene with toy rabbits. I mean, they got, they got David Lynch to, 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 to direct one of those PlayStation 3 ads, you know, the third place, and they just, like, all this weird, smoky shit. Shit, and there's a guy with a duck for a head. That's sweet. Hey, you hired David Lynch. Yeah, yeah. What you pay for? But but the whole thing with uh, with the film in regards to the 3D technology and, and the 3D technology is definitely a huge reason to recommend the film. Coming from the guy whose last one was just 3D. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, no, I'm I mean, saying no, but no, but the 3D technology is what makes this such a cin- landmark cinematic experience. I didn't see, I didn't see clearly. I don't think you'd have the same effect if you see it in, in 2D. Mm. In 2D, you'd be, yeah, you'd be blown away by the CG, mm. but it's the 3D that really makes this a landmark cinematic experience where yeah. you get to see all of that. It is an immersive experience. Yeah. And that's what they're going with this 3D all the time. It's like, I think it was Monsters vs. Aliens had the guy with the paddle with the ball attached doing it out of the screen. I was like, I oh, want... Some movies need that. If you're doing a kid's animated movie, do that shit. That's fun. I mean, I haven't seen My Bloody Valentine 3D. There's another one as well that's listed in like the jumpy outfits, but they always talk about no, we're not doing that because we want to get this immersion thing so people get used to the fact that they're in the movie or something like that. But I never, again, it's just the limitation of the glasses. Yeah. It's I never felt in the movie, and it's like 
But that's going to change. When the humans in the scene, I just be able to buy into it a little more. I didn't find the CG bad. It was just like, like when Zoe Saldana's on scene, bought it totally. But when there's a long shot of them walking along, I was like, I don't know. What? Is, is this awesome? Is this 3D? Is this, uh, I'm not on this because it's computer graphics, but it's like, uh, take glasses off. No, I, I want to just see what that looks like without having that distraction. Yeah. Right? yeah. And soak up the detail. Because I think that's maybe in 3D you lose a little bit of the detail. And also, because you you have the depth to distract yeah. yourself. And this yeah. movie is long for those. Yeah, it, it it's, is. Well, it's three hours 160 long. minutes. It's 170. It's, it's 170. To, yeah. It's no wonder my butt went to sleep. Yes. No, it's close to three hours long. But I mean, there are occasionally times when you feel it. For the most part, I couldn't think of too much to cut. Maybe the middle section was some bits little bit middle, too think, much. I, like, but I, I think again, from the story point of view, you have to understand the Navi and yeah. you, slowly but surely, and you have to see Jake's journey in order yeah. for later things to make sense. Yeah. So those would have been better if uh, what's his name was a better actor. <sighs> but okay, like uh, the whole the thing with about the 3D technology—he's fucking Perseus. Fuck off. <laughs> he is Perseus, <laughs> and Pegasus is going to outshadow him. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know about that. Yeah. He looks like he jumps really well. Yeah, in the trailer, he does a lot of jumping. Yeah. Well, like, but and but like in in, in battle position in midair, yeah. and lands and doesn't seem to like. He's go the god forward. of war. <laughs> that was weird as well. I mean, it took me out when the, the couple of the Navi do the little jumpy thing with the thing, and it's yeah. like, why are you doing that? Like, you should really hide behind a rock before firing. I did this. What? What? Does that? No, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> What's her name? The Terry. The names were... That was one thing. We came out of this movie... Don't know and we're like, oh, and that guy, that thing, what was his name? I don't know. None of us knew. The four of us, none of us fucking had a clue. And you'd seen it twice by that stage. Yeah, yeah, And you yeah. still didn't understand the fucking no, names. No, 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 I didn't. I mean, it is... A lot of them are up on screen in subtitle. Yeah. So you don't get how to pronounce them. Maybe that's... Sute. Sute is the old guy. Yeah. I mean, the young guy. Young guy, yeah. Sute, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but... Just, yeah, just kind of back to what I was saying about the whole 3D thing of it. You know, like, the whole thing... Like, is this movie going to change how movies are made? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I think it might change how event movies are made. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's going to change cinema. And of course, what they'll all miss is that, you know, it's got to make sense. I mean, yeah. that's the one thing you look at. Titanic aside. You look at any of Jim Cameron's movies, I mean, the fucking plot for Aliens is fucking tight. Their yeah. stories well. Yeah. Terminator 2, the yeah. story tight. makes fucking sense. Yeah. Yep. It's, there's no there's no plot holes in there yeah and there's none in this but you know you know what you're, the, the closest to kind of thing this kind of thing would be like what the mummy or some shit like that yeah make no fucking sense right? I mean like I, 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 I love the film I, I don't think it's his best no uh, no I don't I mean, no. I mean, well, it's, alien. it's not fucking alien determined. No, I mean, like, you know, vis- I mean visually, sense. it blows you away. But yeah. that's just you know, we're talking purely visuals. Yeah. Yeah. As a as a complete movie, it's not my favorite James Cameron movie. No, no, it's, um, not. it's not even my second favorite. But it does look a power order fight, which is fuck. I was like, yeah. Yeah. once I saw those suits, I was like, and, you, and this is the thing again, how good Jim Cameron is. You're like, you're looking at the suits thing, thinking it'd be awesome if I had a fight in that. But obviously, you know, the technology's not there. It's there. They fucking did that fight, and that fight was. Awesome. No, one other thing I had an issue with the movie off is the casting of Stephen Lang. Uh, he's a character who, within the first five minutes, you pretty much know he's a very, very bad man. But he's a fucking badass. <laughs> yes, but I, uh, there, there, there's stories that uh, Michael Bean was yeah, yeah. 
but uh, Cameron didn't want to use him because he yeah. figured with Sigourney Weaver it was once he got Sigourney was already too much aliens but I think Michael Bean would, would have, have been perfect he would have been great in that because but he I would, think I thought what was saying Michael Land was fucking up. every he spoke in nothing but awesome he has one volume. Yeah, he, eleven. He, he had basically exclamation marks at the end of every sentence. Yeah, and I think Michael Bean would have given a, a charm to the character in the beginning. So Maybe in the when beginning. The turn no, I think, I think, but he's I a think military hardass. Yeah, but we're talking mainly to do with the beginning. Look into my eye. Yeah, we're talking mainly to do with like the, at the beginning. You, yeah, you might want to just have this moment where you buy that maybe he's not a complete prick. Yeah, but he's a complete yeah. prick. Yeah. He is but a complete prick. <laughs> but Michael Bean would have had that charm. This is the thing with camera movies. We're flawed human beings. Michael Bean would change our ways. Otherwise, we're going to invite death robots in the future. But he did, he did have all the best lines. He had, yeah. he had all the best lines. Seriously, he, there was nothing that came out of his mouth that was not like, fuck yeah! <laughs> I want to be home for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and like, it doesn't even... It's going to kill you. you know, hey, let's nip the natives and have a cup of coffee while I'm doing it. You know? Yeah. He's just awesome. No, that was great with the coffee mug. That was The awesome. scene with the guys that are taking off in the gyrocopter holds his breath and he just kicks Pandora the, the air what was it uh, four minutes you blackout three minutes you blackout and oh no 30 seconds you blackout black three minutes you're dead yeah. and he just holds his breath kicks the fucking door open runs outside and shoots at the motherfuckers he's a hands on type of manager that's right he doesn't believe in delegation no and he just fucking awesome that's like you know I've learned the way of this planet the whole yeah. speech with his, the whole thing with he scars is, he's he got these awesome scars he's like he is incredibly badass but again it's that whole notion of it's a one it, note performance it's a yeah. one note performance it's a one note performance if, if, but that, is, that note is awesome in the it PG. is an awesome note but if again if you had a more human character in the beginning yeah it wouldn't have been quite so obvious where you stood on the Navi and I think that probably rolls back again to the, uh, the simplifying of the story yeah. you need to know these are the good guys yes. these are the yeah. bad guys yes. yeah. but like you know if you had Michael Bean they had him pump iron and had him do as the Abyss character it'd be awesome yeah <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> coffee uh, but uh, I mean like uh, what I think it, the movie does for film is I don't think it, like it changes the face of film so much. It's almost like James Cameron has created a, a new subgenre. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, they're pushing this 3D thing. If you read into any of the history of this, he was like, he got Sony to do a special camera so they could make it easier for people to do cool shots. Yeah. He went. He went to was it Show West? I think. Well, he went to the like exhibitor exhibitors shows and was like telling them, you know, 3D is the way of the future, and if you don't move to 3D, you're done. Because when he originally started doing this, he had to do it in 3D and. Theater owners in the U.S. because I mean the the, the guys who went over, well, they, they weren't they weren't looking into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they say that he did all these documentaries after Titanic to create the yeah, in order to get that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they said. Yeah, he yeah. had like he fucking. I mean that, 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 that ten years was not spent in the wilderness. He spent that fucking like creating, posturing everybody into getting yeah. this shit. Well, my, as I told you guys earlier, my personal conspiracy theory is Cameron's goal is to record every facial tick and performance possible the human face can do. Put him in so, a database. Yeah, put it in a database and in five years' time he'll go, I don't need actors anymore. Fuck, Fuck all you. All. I hated you from the beginning. I'm going to go make my movies. I don't need you. Yeah. And it'll be way better than Jar Jar. <laughs> way better. Way better. <laughs> That'd be awesome though. Jar Jar and like Terminator. Someone's gotta to put together like, you know, just the Navi killing Jar Jar. <laughs> we some people gonna die? You have you watch Robert, Robot Chicken? It's like when Vader meets fucking Jar Jar. He's no. like, oh Addy, oh I love you, oh Addy! He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then oh, he, comes, yeah. he goes back as a, a Jedi ghost. He's like, oh Addy, oh boy. Actually, I mean, one, one big problem I had with the film, it's not even a problem, it's just like a, it's like a little bit of a thing. It's, um, the opening sequence in the movie yeah. is this opening shot the first time you're introduced to Sam Worthington. which starts like 
that. The yeah. movie does start if you get there on time because people there's no we didn't get any trailers because it was late I guess. But yeah. like, did you get trailers earlier? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. trailers in 3D too. Yeah. But uh, this movie just launches. Yeah, it's straight the, off. It, there's no like a film by Jim, Jim Cameron. Yeah, it's like, there's no preamble. It's bam, just, it just I'm talking about straight, shit. You just go straight into it. Yeah. And the opening sequence of this film, when you are introduced to Sam Worthington's character, it is so fucking beautiful. Uh, that it's a gorgeous shot. It's a, it go- it's a gorgeous shot, and then it cuts to some spaceship, some spaceships, and all of that. And I, you know, like I, I, I had a fucking movie boner. <laughs> so fucking hard. Like, a boner, one might say. Yes, a you know, I, I actually laughed out loud. <laughs> I, I laughed out loud. It wasn't. It was more of a kind of a squeak. <laughs> you know, but and the thing is, is that for me, no other shot, no other sequence in the film. Surpassed that. I thought it was yeah. I get that as well because like I said, that. Those, it, it was fully one hundred percent CG scenes with the the floor on fire lighting up and all that kind of crap. I'm like, it was cool, it was cool, but, but it didn't do for me what that opening shot did. That opening shot was it reminded too, me too much of too many nightclubs and the UV light. <laughs> well, again, it's uh, CG An underworld. Right, CG right now, as good as the CG is in the movie, CG does technology and metal and objects better than it yeah. does organic. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yeah, uh, but uh, it, it's like in a strange way the movie was a little bit of a downer in that regard. Yeah, because I wanted so much for the movie to continue in that vein and it yeah. didn't. But I think some of that as well. I mean, and as, as someone who hasn't seen the major D movies, I think that's something that I've seen a couple of them, and I think it's it's also it's something that happens. Mm-hmm. Like you you just get used to it. I mean, that first shot is like oh, and then there might be stuff later on, but you're not noticing it because you're in it. Right. And I've seen yeah. that on Monsters vs. Aliens. I've seen it on. Uh, I've seen a couple of 3D movies now, and like there is usually that first ah, oh, and then you're like you just settle into it, and your brain just adjusts. Yes, mm-hmm. which again I think is a testament to this movie that none of the stuff distracts. Yeah. It, it, the story does pull you. See the yeah. tree. Yeah. Okay. No, that was great. That was yeah. great. No, there's some good stuff in here. But uh, I mean, but and this is a weird thing is that the whole thing, the the, the planet Pandora. It's uh, supposed to be this lethal planet where everything kills you and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Their ecosystem like, works. Yeah. And it's unlike anything that's been done in a... I mean, apart from Dune, maybe. You know, he actually went out and created an ecosystem to make everything make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But part of the thing is, is that because it's done so beautifully, Pandora's beautiful, Yeah, you know, that it never felt dangerous to me. No? Especially, it, the, well, I mean, a lot, of that, a lot of that was the fact that he was blundering around like a baby. Uh, yeah, he was just hitting shit and like you know just getting in scrapes. It was like off cliffs. Yeah, he, uh, he jumped. <laughs> no, and, and I, but and, like he and, was he wasn't innocent abroad. This I was know. like this is like going to fucking New York with a mug me sign on your back. You know what I mean? I know. Or chatting up pimps and hoes. And like, I, can you tell me how to get to the Empire State? <laughs> and I think part of the problem with the movie is that it's PG thirteen. Yeah. It, no, I mean, like, I mean, I know it has to be PG thirteen yeah. for it to come close to making its money back. It has to be PG thirteen. It's not a complaint. It's no. more just sort of like if this is a planet where everything is going to fucking kill you. I think if it was rated R, Cameron would have come up with some much more edgy well, shit. Show Cameron, me some. Show me some people. Cameron's best films are the ones that are rated R. I know. I know. And it's just like the whole thing with Pandora is that I just found it so fucking beautiful yeah. that it never felt threatening to me. Yeah. What I felt was threatening was was the obvious plot. Mechanics, no. you know, like the whole thing, like okay, you know, the humans are gonna come, fucking come in and invade. Uh, you know that uh, fucking Skype. You know that like uh, Sam Worthington's gonna have some conflict with that. That was where I felt the danger coming. Yeah. I didn't feel any danger from Pandora yeah. because all of the times when the characters were actually in trouble in Pandora, they fucking asked for it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's nothing. Whereas when I think of Pandora as a place that's just everything's gonna kill you, it's like you don't have to do anything. Well, we saw what we saw what uh, one, two, three land animals and two flying animals. 
green bugs. Oh, three, yeah. but if you count the little bugs, they're yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, like, I, I was expecting some plants to like some creepers to wrap around. Exactly, something. and that never happens. Right. And there's something about that that it was like I never felt that that threat that this planet's supposed to have. You know, it's like when you go, you know, people going out there like Sigourney Weaver and everything going out there to do their fuck, take their fucking samples. Nobody seems particularly worried. In fact, Sigourney Weaver's upset that there's someone to protect them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like from the beginning, it's, it's kind of this weird. Man. She knows what's going on. I know, but it's this I, weird I, thing I, where Pandora doesn't feel as threatening as it's made out to yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the ecosystem as well, I really thought that the unobtainium would hook into the ecosystem as well, and thought that like even just finding a way, a diplomatic solution would still fuck the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. I thought they would tie that together. That might be something that's an extra, um, extra scenes because I thought that, that would be like that would be more threat as well. Yeah, that's another thing. Despite the fact that it's a three-hour movie, you feel that there's missing stuff in there. Yeah, there are a lot of characters whose arcs seem really sort of abbreviated, truncated. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I mean, there's the whole so, thing with. Sigourney Weaver had a school with these yeah, people taught Michelle them English Rodriguez's and for character. some reason it stopped and you have no idea and why Michelle yeah. Rodriguez's character there's more of an arc there you yeah. can see it so there's going to be a director's cut for do you guys spot the ball guy he's in it like throughout which ball guy it's like when they get up when Sully gets off the transport and there's like a guy there going <laughs> To the black guy, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah. he's like turns up throughout. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. He's, they're like the they're like he's, he's the one that's killed by the. Uh, yeah. Oh god! <laughs> can we do the dying giraffe so we can just go to spoilers already? Because well, we got anything else to say we're going to that. But I mean, it was, was kind of cool. Like you know, they had their again. Jim Cameron is no matter what, all the other shit he does, he does get his characters right. I mean, it's like, yeah. uh, aliens is just the max of that. It's like every single one of those characters. Even fucking Gorman. Well, I mean, Sarah Connor's arc in Terminator 2 is amazing. But even fucking Gorman. Yeah. Yeah. That's a character. Yeah. He's got, uh, what's his name? Paul 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 Reiser. Paul Reiser. But what's his character name? Gorman? No, no. No, Gorman's the the idiot surgeon. Burke. 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 They're all fully rounded. They just, they jump off the screen. He was doing 3D before they need to do 3D. He was doing 3D character. Yeah. But again, the characters here are not as interesting as No, they are very much stock characters. They're very stock characters. They're stock characters and some, and like the Giovanni Ribisi's character is Paul Reiser. Yeah. But he does have that little bit when they're all in this thing and they've got the shit in the screens and he's a bit like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. What have I fucking done? Yeah, no, there is a little bit of that, but for the most part, his character is there. His character is a purely expositional character, and also his character is just there just to serve its. It's a very functional character. Well, the Navi are more well rounded characters than the humans. It's like Transformers. The robots are more interesting than the fucking human characters. Well, what's his name? Shia LaBeouf, it's not hard. (laughs) Outacted by a toaster. But, uh,. Should we get to spoiler territory? Alright. Okay. So, uh, we are, for those of you who want to avoid spoilers, we'll give it five minutes. Okay. Go. Right. Spoil. There's some fucking annoying things about the damn script, right? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's the convenient things that fucking happen that just, people seem to have no problem with it. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, she doesn't kill him because a fucking floating jellyfish lands on her bow and arrow. But that makes sense in the, the plot. I know, I know, it's like this whole living thing, but it's just like, you know, and then like, because all these things just, just happen to fucking land on him, she takes him to the truck. It's tri- because he smells like cheese. Takes him to the truck. And they like cheese. And, and again, that's something that's not explored in the script, which yeah. should be. The whole thing Yeah, he is the chosen one. Chosen one, one yeah. Messiah, whatever. Not enough, not, not enough is really focused on that. Yeah. So, if, if you, it's like a blink and miss type of thing. It's yeah. like... Uh, and I, actually, I mean, I can see why they didn't do it, but I thought when he was going to capture his dragon, yeah. that that would be like, he would get the biggest badass one, and that would show that he was the chosen one. Which, yeah. But they couldn't do that, because we know later, because he had to do that later yeah. on. Which is, yeah. again, a problem in that, because none of this stuff is set up, the third act where... He returns to the Navi is pretty sort of convenient. It's they very did fucking hell. He lands I mean, on the big red he, thing. He does say like, I, "It's gonna take, it's gonna take something big." 
He it's does say that, and it's like it, it's building a little bit like that. But when he jumps down, it's like oh, we've already had him, you know, joining yeah. with one bird thing already. If they'd shown that, maybe shown the pain and suffering he had to go through that, yeah, he got yeah. beaten up during that. Yeah. Then you would buy a little bit more. But as it's his face of black, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. And hey, then, hey, everybody, I'm got back. A big bird. And just, but, and just because he's got a big bird, all is forgiven. Yeah, yeah. So Zoe all is forgiven. Hey, he's the, got the biggest bird. Yeah, but the the, the Zoe Saldana character is like, if, you, if I see you again, I'm going to kill you. Never yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back on a big red bird. I'm going to fuck you now. I love you now. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I love awfully it. It's convenient. like there's not even the slightest bit of like I might still be pissed at you. It's yeah. like it's yeah. all forgiven. But I mean, they did and, some, and they, this they, is what this is what, this a little what bit. They did set up a little bit with the skull and like you know he united the tribes by doing this shit because this shit is hard. Well, now that's what I'm saying. They did it a service by showing it to being like they never look up. Well, again, it's one of the, yeah. But again, there's a couple of things. Where, the big, if it's a big dog in the where, sky, where you know, he never looks up. The, the, the exposition they did to plant this stuff is really awkward sometimes. Yeah. Where it's sort of you're going along with the movie, and all of a sudden everything stops, and she explains about how only five people have ridden the back of the red dragon. Thing. Yeah, tur- and then, turkle, turkle thing. <laughs> and then it's one of these things where hmm, I wonder if he's going to ride a red dragon thing at the end of the movie, yeah, yeah. or when they try to transfer um, uh, uh, Sigourney Weaver's consciousness into a Navi. I was, I was switching to go whether that was going to work. I thought it might, I thought there's a chance this might work. No, no, no. My thing was the moment I saw that, I'm like, okay, I know what's going to happen at the end of the Yeah, that's what I said earlier, like how, the ending, but I thought that they did that quite well. And when they picked up the, the half of the research station and brought it up away, yeah. I was like, oh, you covered yourself off there. Right? Yes. And no, also, I thought, and the also, number of, like, they, they made a lot of pains to say you shouldn't sever a link. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it's just going to be, they'll sever it and be stuck. Yeah, I thought they were going to go that way because there used to be a comic book 2008 that had Maniac 5 5 Maniac robots controlled by people and they shot the guy and he got stuck in the robot body I thought they were going to go that way mm-hmm. but uh, they didn't yeah. and the whole fucking thing with that with that, that, uh, that sort of dance of life as they're trying to like uh, do the switch of souls yeah. it smacked of Matrix Reloaded the, the rave sequence this yeah. is Zion it was like Radeon it was really like fucking fucking weird it was very like, like it was this, was one, this one was, was, it, was really it in was it in Apocalypto as well? There's some other movie where they have all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Was it Apocalypto? Dude, they have dances with wolves. Yeah, it's there. like there's a few movies that got shit like that. The Punker. But thing, the thing that like is really convenient for me that's kind of annoying that really the second time around it really like sort of like stuck out is like because he announces he's a warrior. That they, makes it all good. They decide that uh, yes, we can teach you our ways. Yeah, yeah. It's like. They don't have any scientists. They there, there's any no other explanation. It's just like what you know. The, aside from that, there's Plus, they don't Awa, trust Awa, him. Awa chose him. Just because he says he's a marine. But Aira chose him as well. I mean, you got to put that together. Yeah, but it's like it's very convenient. Very good. Yeah, there there are a lot of convenient things in this. And, but I think and that's another thing. Is the god's name Ewa. When you come from Malaysia, you're trying not to laugh. What's Ewa mean? Ewa. I know it's a very Malaysian type of fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, it's like plastered on to like you know, the end of songs people would be like doing your song yeah <laughs> it's fair what I mean when it, when it explains that it makes more sense you know that this is the god their ancestors it's in effect that chose them you know what I mean mm. again yes that made sense but because it was so briefly sketched, gave, over. Yeah, sketched over you don't quite get that feeling in the third act because that's one thing Cameron I think is really good at he's good at that third act turn that bit when they decided yeah, when, Awa, to when Awa threw her lot in that was a bit convenient that was massively yeah. convenient but again you know usually when Awa threw her lot in with them the yeah, 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 yeah. when the, the, the shit that was trying to kill everyone earlier joined up because Cameron is usually really good at that that bit when they decide the characters decide to stop running 
and decide to stand and fight. Like, yeah. His movies are all about that. Yeah. Like Aliens, that bit when Ripley decides to go back to rescue Newt. In yeah. T2, when uh, Sarah Connor goes back to try and kill Dyson and they decide to When Ed Harris decides to be drowned in House of Pink shit and go down and sort it out. Yeah, I mean, that, those bits really work in his movies. And I suppose it's five minutes. Five minutes? Okay. Okay. God, that was quick. Okay, we've got it out of our system. All right. Yeah. But all in all, thumbs up. Highly recommend. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it. it's not Aliens, not Terminator Two, but it's, it's it's better than Titanic. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better than Titanic. Better than True Lies. Hmm. I'll need some more. I, don't know. I think it's better than True Lies. You need? I think it's better. That's a tough call. Although I have seen True Lies way too many fucking times. Now. I like True Lies. I know. I love that movie. <laughs> that's James. That's that, that's what happens if you tr- if James Cameron tries to do a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. You get True Lies. And it's awesome. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Eliza Dushku as, uh, as the a Chinese kid. Yeah, I like that movie. It's my favorite Tom Arnold performance. What do you think? With the Ninja Grabs balls. It's awesome. <laughs> it is a good shot. Just copy the goddamn files, okay? <laughs> remember, oh, like, shit, remember, remember that Indian guy? He's like hacking in. He talks to the computer like it's a chick. It's like, oh, man, baby, that's right. I've got my hand up your skirt, and I am going for it. Just copy the goddamn files, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, go see it now. Go see it. Yes. Yeah. Also, watch it in 3D. Is Iron yeah. Man going to be in 3D? Hmm? Is Iron Man going to be in 3D? I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. What were the movies that we saw? Like, Toy Story 3? Toy Story 3, uh, My Pet Dragon, that How to Train Your Dragon, whatever the fuck. Yeah. That was kind of cool, though, right? I don't know. I'm, 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 it's Jay Baruchel. I'm giving him a lot of credit. We give him a lot of fucking credit since um, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he's a good comedy actor, but, I mean, fuck, there were a lot of good comedy actors in year one, and that movie sucked. That's true. Well, I thought that the subject, the, the title of uh, How to Train Your Dragon was fucking atrocious. And um, the still, you know, when, like, when you're watching videos online, they always have, like, a sh- the, the, when you haven't clicked on the play button, they always have a picture that's, like, halfway through and completely not representative. I was like, what the fuck is this? But watching it, I thought, this is all right. Yeah, it looks cute. It just doesn't look like something that I'm in that much of a... What else do you guys see? Um... Tron is going to be in 3D. Tron, yeah. That'll be cool. Tintin will be in 3D because yeah, Weta did all the technology. No, this, uh, the te- this movie, the technology in this movie bodes very well yeah. for uh, for the upcoming Tintin movie. Or if you're French, Tonton. Oh, Tonton. I do have to mention, though, the end. I don't know why, but the whole... The Avatar pop-up at the end. It just pops up Avatar, the yes. logo. At Bear the end in mind, the, the ending is ruined by an incredibly bad song. Leona Lewis, fuck off. <laughs> So Seriously, it's just a terrible song. Why? This, this is this is absolute. It's it's my heart will go on. It, yeah. Now that really did take me out of the movie. When yeah. that fucking song came out, I was like, what? <gasps> I just spit. I had a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? They broke into the Navi chanting afterwards. Thank Christ, because I might have stabbed someone in the eye just because <laughs> of the song. It's just like. It's Enya. It's Enya life. And it's, it really oh. it takes you out of the film. It does yeah. take all you of a sudden, you're listening to a pop hit, and you're like, what the So, fuck? as yeah. soon as you see the Avatar logo pop on leave, screen, leave, come leave, leave, and run. Leave. Run, run. Run for your lives. <laughs> James Horner is back, and not in a good way. Oh, still. <laughs> fucking. Oh, dear Lord. They did have, though, the, the, the Avatar theme running throughout it. I think quite. Because it's in the trailer thing as well. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite good. No, the, the music and the, the music is very nice. It's just that yeah. fucking, like. It's dances in the Alright. Okay, so go see this movie. Yeah. So, wrap it up. We got the Malaysian and box office top 10. Gather around, Alright, at number 10. In Malaysia. Couples Retreat. Winding it like the plague. Yeah. Number 9. Jump. Is it a dance movie? Dunno. Oh, this is um, CJ7. What's his name? Stephen Champ? 
Who? Stephen Chow, was that his name? Stephen Chow? Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jump, he produced this? The, uh, yeah, he's pretty movie? producer, yeah. yeah like dance movie. Right. Yeah, number eight, uh, Ninja Assassin. Have you yeah. seen this yet? Not yeah. yet. It's supposed to have atrocious dialogue. But is it badass? Uh, my friend that the fight sequences are pretty cool. Yeah. I like that he has a chain thing. Like, yeah. Fucking awesome looking. Uh, number seven, Zombieland. Go awesome see that movie now. Awesome film. Awesome. Number five, Twilight Saga, New Moon. Fuck number that. six, My Spy. No, I forgot that. That is that. That's NY as in Malaysia Spy, I think, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah, the, no, the poster looks decidedly in Malaysia. <laughs> number four, 2012. Uh, it's 2012 is like porn. You want to fast forward through the dialogue so you get through the explosions and the destruction of the world. Number three. What kind of porn you've been watching with the destruction of the world? <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> Kobe Ty. Number three, The Princess and the Frog. I haven't heard much about this. Have you heard good reviews, bad reviews? Um, I've heard um, good reviews, but uh, a lot of the things that I've heard is that people are just so, so like, it's so refreshing to see 2D right. that that's part of the enjoyment of the movie. But um, based on the trailer, I'm still not sold. No. Me neither. Number, Number two, two Santal. No idea. Number, Number one, one Storm, Storm Warriors. Warriors. They have the option to win the swords at uh, the cinema nearby here. Oh, yeah? You have to guess their weight. Okay. <laughs> guess their weight. Yeah. U.S. Top 10. Number 10, Ninja Assassin. Number nine, Armored. It's finally out. This movie better be good because it's directed by the guy who directs Predators. Yeah. Number eight, Old Dogs. Fuck you. Fuck you. 2012. Number seven. Number six. Brothers. Hmm? Brothers. This is uh, a... Tommy McGuire. Looking scary-ass motherfucker. Natalie Portman and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. You got the Prince of Persia, fucking Peter Parker, and... After that, you got... Christmas, nope. Christmas Carol. Yeah, I can't take myself to see that. Don't care. Twilight, don't care. Number four, Twilight, I want to see this. Number three, Invictus is out. Actually, I want to reviews. I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Number, Number two, two, The Blind Side. This movie's just taken over. Yeah. What is it? It's uh, sort of basically um, one of those. It, it's a cheesy, heartwarming. It's a sports drama. It oh. kind of, it's about like this uh, a liberal white family that adopts a black kid who's good at football. and you know, Hilarity ensues. Not hilarity, but you know, <laughs> it's sort of like it, it, it tackles white guilt and black rage at the same time time oh. very cheesy but feel good and Michael's one. life is going to take a turn upside down when he moves in with a white family who don't get his crazy black ways <laughs> <laughs> that's how they pitch this shit these days <laughs> and number one princess in the frog <laughs> number one princess in the frog <laughs> don't get his crazy black ways so there we go <laughs> they're not down with it watch as Mr. Lerner learns how to get down with the hip hop <laughs> Participates in a drive-by <laughs> <laughs> and gets jiggy with the hose <laughs> in a crazy cross-cultural mix we call the Blind Side. The Blind Side, <laughs> starring Michael Cera as the black kid <laughs> and C. Thomas Howell as his dad. <laughs> Shit, I, I see that. <laughs> Bob Schneider is Uncle Tom. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> We're gonna burn! We're gonna burn! <laughs> terrible, terrible. So, if you thought that was racist, uh, email us in at podcast.mcatmafries.com. And uh, we'll leave it there for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you again in 2010. Yes. The year we made contact. <laughs> that was one, actually. What's 10? You were back? Because <coughs> we left our smokes behind? Is, I don't know. Something. 2010. Here something happens. It's like Spaceballs 2, the quest for more money. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. No, you too. Oh. <laughs> you got? What? I thought you were going to... Oh, we have a segment. Shit. Yeah, you have it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> smooth guys, smooth. Oh god. Fifty podcast, almost fifty podcast. Once we hit fifty, we'll get better. Okay, guys. <laughs> See you, everybody. Good night. Hey, it's uh, it's Tiger. Tiger Woods, good night.